Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Folks, we got megged. This is already one of the best releases of 2023. Technically a 2022 release. At like a limited release, like early December or something like that. I say that doesn't count. 2023 is off to a decent start here with Megan. This movie was directed by, was it Gerald Johnstone, I believe? Some More importantly, it was sure. written by uh, Akila Cooper, who I'm going to get to. I think she's the real draw here. But uh, before we get into the movie at all, Parker, do we have any news? Not as much news as uh, New Year, new batch of trailers hitting everything. That Renfield thing looks like the most obnoxious fucking movie. <laughs> I was yeah. real excited for that before I saw footage of it. Oh boy! Oh, it sounds oh. like all the most annoying people in the world are going to be huge fans of it. <laughs> Sorry, girl, Alex, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I mean, she immediately said, oh, yeah, "So, Chris, I mean, you and I yeah. are watching that together." She didn't even say right at the end. She was just like, "We're just going to do that." I mean, I'm it's... also going to see it, but she's going to yeah, club I... me over the head and drag me by the hair into the theater. It's it's so hard. I mean, if you started with Vampire Nick Cage, and then I like lowered me down from there it would just be absolutely salt-wrenching but thankfully they saved that for the end of the trailer <laughs> so I was like oh this is dog shit oh look a hint of uh it's like you swallowed like a nickel and it's in your poop like just stick it out like mm-hmm. like I might even enjoy it but what I'm saying is uh it's gonna attract a type and they uh, will yeah, be that's the overwhelming majority I mean, it's gonna attract the same type of people who watch the unbearable weightness of massive talent First of all, didn't know Chris McKay was directing it, which is an immediate, like, strike one through three. And then when it shows, like, oh, who's the other human lead? Aquafina. Fuck oh, that. That's oh. what, that, yeah. Oh. I, I was, like, willing to entertain the possibility that it would be watchable, and then I saw that. And then I saw that it wasn't just, like, a cameo. And I was like, oh, oh no. When oh. I first heard of this movie, I Jesus. thought I read it was going to be, like, in black and white and everything. I was like, all right, this would be fun. As soon as I saw it was in current day, I was like, no. And yeah, then it just cool. kept, kept happening. Uh, this movie needs some more irony. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hopefully we uh, won't do an episode. Speaking of doing an episode, boy, that plane trailer. Getting to see that, <laughs> that reveal of I, that title in the I, theater. I, I still haven't seen it yet, so I'm trying to, oh, try to get yeah. it. You gotta, you gotta protect yourself there. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to... I don't want to know what happens at the end of it. So. Absolutely. <laughs> You don't want to figure everything out from that 90-second spot. Right, yeah. Between that and a new M. Night Shyamalan, oh, January and February are packed Wait, with content, boys. I, that movie's seen, not till like, April, dude. Yeah. I, you know, I've seen that fucking He's Knock like, at the Cabin trailer, like, a lot, and to me it looks awful. I think that's going to be a really lousy movie. But, uh, I haven't read that book. I've read other books by that author, but not that one. And now uh, I'm not going to, because I'll just be that I, guy with my arms crossed saying that the book was better. That's probably true, yeah. 
I, uh... I hated the first trailer, and I thought the second trailer was okay. So, if there's a third trailer, that is good. Like, <laughs> please just put it out next month. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, actually, Parker, I got some news. This is one that my dad sent me, so oh, no. read your loins. Oh, uh, boy. There was a 1968 adaptation of Romeo and Juliet by Franco Zeffirelli. It starred Olivia Hussey. I don't know if you guys know the content. Oh, I'm you're familiar, familiar with it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, We're in that case, familiar. I'm not going to get too far into it. Uh, the listeners at home, if you're not familiar, look it up, but not on the company Wi-Fi. So, apparently, Olivia Hussey and whoever played Romeo, whose name is lost to history, uh, apparently they're teaming up and they're suing either Frank and Zeffirelli, who I thought was dead, or they're suing the production company or, or whatever. Uh, over that uh, scene in the movie. Apparently, uh, they, they said it was done without their knowledge and, uh, and etc. And they're, you know... This, Did they just watch it for the first time? Well, that's the thing. Is I, I'm glad that you bring that up. Is uh, There's no way it was done without their knowledge because in order to film Olivia Hussey, she was 15 at the time. They had to get permission from her parents. Hey, also, maybe don't Google it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, also, don't people just got banned for that. Yeah, it. it, it <laughs> yeah, gets, they did. It gets so much worse yeah, here did. because uh, apparently Franco Zeffirelli uh, had a huge crush on Olivia Hussey and was and actually begged her to do the scene. Apparently, his original thing was like, "Oh no, you guys can wear flesh-colored underwear," but at the very end, he's like, "No, no, no, please, you little children." Who the boy I'll was buy you Discord Nitro. He, he was sixteen <laughs> years old at the time. He was like, "Please take off your your clothes to do this," and they're just like. Right, and uh, an adaptation of one of the most famous stories in history. Just go, please, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> again, and again, it's even worse because like you can't say like we didn't know it was going to be in the movie because if you didn't think it was going to be in the movie, why would you do it? That's <laughs> for the gag reel, folks. It gets even it gets even worse though because Olivia Hussey in the past has praised that scene. She's been like saying, "No, actually, you know, I thought it was really tasteful. It's like, look, young people have sex with each other sometimes. It's not that big of a deal that's in the movie." I I don't know. This doesn't really feel like anything other than a cash grab, but uh look, man, get your money when you can. Yeah, go you know? for it. Reminds me of uh... <laughs> Reminds me of the fucking little kid from the Nevermind cover suing Nirvana. Right, yeah, exactly. Exactly, it's basically the same thing. Like, Olivia Hussey, apparently in her thing, and the guy too, who, again, whose name is Lost History, said she lost out on a lot of film roles. So I was like, well, she was in uh, Black Christmas, which I hated, uh, the Stephen King adaptation of It, which I hated, and that other guy has been in nothing. So maybe they have a point. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, I... I have wanted to see that movie for a while because I like Shakespeare, but uh, you I homeschooled? No. Yeah, I saw that in school, and yeah, it was really? a ninth grade fucking here. English class movie, dude. Really, I, I did not hear when we oh. watched that. Wait, you guys got to see tits in school? What the hell? Oh, they pretended like oh, we forgot to cover it up. They knew what they were doing. No, yeah, you know the version yeah. of Romeo and Juliet I watched. I got they put it on in my school. They they showed Romeo plus Juliet, the Leonardo oh, I was DiCaprio. You say one. that? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I remember watching that and thinking to myself, "Wow, Romeo and Juliet is pretty good." And then I put it on. I was like, "What the fuck am I looking at?" <laughs> well, Beast with anyway, two dads. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I I put on the uh, the Franco <laughs> Zeffirelli version. Uh, I think last night, and I didn't get very far in it. I, the movie put me to sleep. So, Parker, you were right. I did end up taking two naps. 
<laughs> the dream. But that's what happens with that movie, because it's boring as fuck, and everyone starts to fade. And then there's three people who are like, did you guys see that? And then no one believes them. Yeah. And that was a beautiful time before, like, the internet was everywhere, that four kids in the crowd like, no, you guys fell asleep. Show her fucking tits, dude. And they're like, no, she didn't. Why would they show that here? And it was beautiful. You know, it's weird that my dad said that they showed it in his school, too, so this has just always been a part of English curricula that I've never actually been a part of. Maybe this is what I get for taking honors classes. They're like, no, 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 you gotta learn. They, like, this movie's been around for decades. There's been 20 more adaptations, so they still just keep wheeling out the old VHS TV cart, and, oh no, I didn't fast forward in time. (laughs) Oopsie doodles. Well... I, I, I also know that Olivia Hussey was apparently uncomfortably well endowed for her age, so a lot of people just straight up didn't believe that she was 15. No comment. I, yeah, I would yeah. like to exercise my Fifth Amendment yeah, rights. Yeah. <laughs> What's the statute limitations on admitting this? Okay, you guys are starting to celebrate that now. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Wait till we're off, to... Mike. I'll really sound like him. <laughs> <laughs> Speaker of the House bullshit. I'll tell you what they should do. Oh, fuck. I gotta go. All right. <laughs> Uh, How do you think he feels about Diamond? Oh, I've, I, I'm getting together with him tomorrow to cook chili. I really hope he doesn't bring that up. But I uh, tell you what, I mean, it Diamond, could go either way, right? Diamond gets into uh, jerks of the week here because uh, I've got two heroes of the week and I got a jerk of the week. Oh fuck! I can't believe you've done this. Uh, heroes of the week is going to wait till I get to uh, movies that I watch. But jerk of the week is the Cheeto Man. Who said that? Because uh, he, he basically said that uh, when Diamond was bored, her heart was too precious. So that's why she died. <laughs> now, when you say precious, uh, I mean the novel based on you know, pushed by Sapphire. sapphire. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's a thing I have. I, uh, know. <laughs> I have nineteen heroes of the week, and I think Chris knows who all of them are. Uh... <laughs> uh, no, but uh, my, my jerk of the week is Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio. Uh, who uh, signed a bill into law the other day that classifies natural gas as green energy. So we now have green gas to join clean coal. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking about it, like, all week. Just, like, going to Ohio, eating a big stinking bowl of their nasty skyline chili, ripping ass, and then demanding the government gives me money as subsidies. (laughs) That's a good bit, honestly. Except for the whole eating the skyline chili. That looks disgusting. I mean, you know, we all have to sacrifice. Yeah, dog food's probably cheaper. Probably uh, tastier. Yeah, but dog, dog food doesn't come on noodles, though. It can. That's the best. Unless. Parker. <laughs> uh, the orange man. I forgot. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just got home like 30 <laughs> minutes ago. It's the old mine. <laughs> all right, I'll think of something later. It'll come no, to me. It's, it's good. You want to be able to say something. And that's all I, I think it's funny. It's just the go to. It, it's good. okay. Well, let's get into uh, uh, what we watched recently. I watched an assignment. Uh, much to my chagrin. Actually, this one's uh, not that bad. This one's a little bit better than I was expecting. This is called Leprechaun 4 in oh. Space. Yes, sir. So the first Leprechaun Wait, movie than is you not were very expect- good. What? Oh yeah, this yeah this movie is better than I was expecting because once you say Leprechaun Four, whatever they say afterwards is not going to be something that's going to appeal to me. That I hear in space, I'm like, well, the only good Friday the Thirteenth movie was Jason X, so maybe sending this thing to space is the best thing that could possibly happen. 
What is it that I like about this? There was something I liked about this movie. Oh yeah, uh, there was like one line that made me laugh out loud. There was a... So there's a leprechaun in space. I have to... No way. I have to make something clear about this. This movie does not make especially clear why or how the leprechaun is in space. He's just discovered on a space planet or something. He's trying to get with like some sort of human alien princess thing. Chris, and I have a question. What is it? How big is the leprechaun? How, how tall is Warwick Davis? I don't know. Four feet tall? I mean, I don't... I, like, I've never seen one of these movies. I don't know if it's like a, like a great kazoo deal or no, like no, no. it's just like a guy. The like, ans- I have no idea. The like, answer is... The answer is three foot six, which is okay. uh, a little bit taller than Vern Troyer and shorter than Peter Dinklage. He does not yeah. stay that small. At one point, something happens and he becomes supersized. And uh, <laughs> he starts menacing <laughs> the people. Oh my God, I, so I was I was actually... This is one of those ones where I was just like, should I have watched Leprechaun 2 and 3 to understand how he got to space? Because if nope. Leprechaun 3 ends with him getting like kicked into a trash can into outer space, like maybe that's worth seeing. So I just looked up the Wikipedia ending of the third one. No, the leprechaun's just in space. Just go with it. We don't have anything. It's a leprechaun movie. This is on sci-fi. Just go. Uh, anyway, the leprechaun's terrorizing the people, and uh, there's two leads here. There's the female science officer. She's, I don't know, into science or some shit. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. There's not a lot behind this movie. And there's a gung-ho military guy, space marine sort of thing, and he's like, we gotta go kill the space leprechaun and he's going out there with a big fucking gun you know it looks like game over 9000 and uh she's going out there with just i don't know like a briefcase he's like yo you're gonna want one of these and she's like excuse me i know karate and he's like karate against the space leprechaun and she's like yeah i got a merit badge when i was in girl scouts he's like why didn't you tell me i could have taken the day off and I, I don't know why. I just thought that was a pretty good line. That felt like it's something would have been in a better action movie. Anyway, the space leprechaun kills some people. I don't know. Parker, this movie's not great. But yeah. it's also, like, it's not horrible. A lot of people are calling it, like, you know, one of the worst movies they had ever seen in their lives. It's kind of standard fare. You know, this looks like kind of cheap, low-budget, sci-fi original movie sort of stuff. And they're kind of leaning into, like... The stupidity, the, I guess the biggest problem is they don't really lean in hard enough. Like, this is nowhere near on the level of, like, Killer Clowns of Outer Space. Uh, it fucking wishes. Okay. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it, buddy, silence. I'm sorry. <laughs> it took me a minute to process no, we rem- What the fuck did you just say to me? I just... No, I you just remember... Wanna... Yeah, well, Parker, remember the thing that we liked about Killer Clowns from Outer Space is that they committed to the bit. You know, like, they that really, like... Yeah, exactly. Like that's the do commit to the bit. When he goes to the hood, they commit fully to being in said hood. Well, that that must be better then, because Leprechaun in space does not actually commit to the bit in the slightest. So that's why I brought up Killer Clowns. Leprechaun in the hood, uh, Ice T steals his. uh, He steals magic from him in the form of a chain, and then becomes a successful producer from it. And the Leprechaun (laughs) wants his gold back. It's a real commitment to the bit. Yeah, like that that sounds okay. Yeah, see, that's commitment to the bit. You don't get that with Leprechaun Four in space. He, I don't even think there's not there's an even in Ireland in space. I don't know what he's doing there. Like, whatever. Anyway, well, Lepre- they got one thing right. Buzz Aldrin didn't go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
next one. Yeah, come punch is, me, old man. Next one is uh, The Fire Within, Requiem for Katya and Maurice Kraft. This is a documentary, and it's made by Werner Herzog. So, uh, I guess, I, I never actually saw Grizzly. He's the one who did Grizzly Man, right? Correct. Yeah. I, I think this is kind of made in the same style. This is uh, the last known footage shot by these people who are volcanologists. And uh, very impressive uh, photography. And while I admit that, but for this movie, I probably would not have cared about these people's lives or their deaths. Uh, I'm really happy that I saw it because uh, hearing Werner Herzog's uh, commentary, he sees this footage in a way that a lot of people wouldn't but probably should he says you can uh, the fact that you can't see his wife is that she was probably helping him doing this sort of thing and you can kind of feel their romance grow uh over the the time of this documentary it was one of the better documentaries that i saw from last year it's it's all right i don't know how heartily i'd recommend it it's it's kind of tough to get a hold of you have to buy it off amazon instead of uh you know just being able to see it with amazon prime but i did have a pretty good time with it I had an even better time with uh, There's Something About Mary, which I saw for the oh, first time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good for you, dude. Yeah, it, it took me a while. Uh, I, I've i been wanting to see it for a while, and I hate to say it, but the runtime kind of was a bit of a brick wall. It was like, oh, 210 for a comedy? Yeah. And I was like, and a Farrelly Brothers comedy? I don't know how much of that I can take. Turns out I can take basically all of it. This is a very good movie that holds up very well. I, I heard a lot of people say that there are some jokes that don't translate. Well, I was like, oh, what could you possibly mean? There are a lot more retard jokes in this than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. Really, like, remember, <laughs> remember when we talked about a uh, drop dead gorgeous? Or just like, oh man, if it wasn't for that, the movie would be perfect. And then I saw this, I was just like, oh, that makes fucking drop dead gorgeous look tame. Yeah. <laughs> Those like... jokes have become a recurring theme in our friend group. Let me tell you, right? It's <laughs> a good way to that. say it without saying. That. Right. Exactly. Uh, Look, I, I, I like uh, There's Something About Mary, and I like it so much that uh, one of the things that I like so much about it is the way that the jokes are written reminds me a lot of this podcast. It, the way that you take this idea, which is kind of a crazy idea, and then you expound off it. There was a scene in which Matt Dillon is lying to Ben Stiller about something. I think he's lying about his impetus for going back to Miami because he wants to get with Cameron Diaz. And he makes up a lie and Ben Stiller asks an obvious question about it then he creates another lie based on that that's even more absurd it creates this kind of this funny thing and it reminds me of the way a lot of our bits would go I was I'm like I'm reminded about like the the pit bulls attacking a kindergarten playground and stuff like, just, <laughs> it, it just keeps building and stuff like that and that's what reminds me it's not just like oh they're making obscene jokes you know they're making offensive jokes like anyone could do that but it's like the way that they talk so my heroes of the week are uh, both of you guys. Thank you for uh, helping put together a good show. So uh, yeah, I like the, the on-screen cry at the end of that movie is one of the funniest things ever recorded. Yeah. The sounds <laughs> that come out of Ben Stiller, <laughs> magical. Yeah, I... guttural agony. You know, one of the things about that is that ending scene. A lot of people said. Hey, he was right when he told Cameron Diaz he is no better than those guys. She shouldn't be with him. And then they just kind of attack on a happy ending. To which I'd say, it's just a movie. You don't gotta worry about it so much. Like it's some of the biggest it's a two-hour comedy. Movie. Don't worry about it, guys. Exactly. Uh, that kind of reminds me of like the uh, the trailers that I saw in front of Megan. They were like all either like horror or horror thriller, and I was like, man, not only do I miss straight comedy movies, I miss 
comedy trailers, you know? Something you can watch a trailer and you're like, oh, that, that looks like it'll make me kind of chuckle. That'd be better than... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sick of a lot of these trailers. It's just some levity. <laughs> that is a sentiment I agreed with a lot more before I saw the Bros trailer for the first that, time. I was going to say, that was the one. That was the one that I was just like... like how is that your that. one studio comedy shot? Because like, Everybody's ready to come back for a raunchy adult comedy. Eh, no, actually not. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, oh, that trailer's fucking dire. Uh, anyway, speaking of trailers, uh, we're expe- uh, speaking of comedies... Remember when I said I was a trivia, my sister said in front of God and everyone, you know, you should watch Nacho Libre. I think you'd like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, I love familial bonds. Yeah. (laughs) I almost hit her. (laughs) Anyway, I was going to go. I I saw her this weekend uh, for a different movie that I'm going to get to. And I hadn't seen her in a while. So I was like, you know what? I'll do her solid. I'll actually watch Nacho Libre. Starring Jack Black from the directors of Napoleon Dynamite. Let me tell you something. That's right. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. Uh, I was surprised that the movie's kind of sparse on dialogue. It's uh, Or at least more sparse than I thought it would be. Jack Black is actually pretty funny doing a Mexican accent, which uh, doesn't feel very tasteful to say, but it's true. He's just kind of good at it. And Does this count for the wheel? Uh, not, for, not for me, for Parker would. So, Parker, <laughs> you know, if you want to see Nacho Libre, you know. I think he's already seen it. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah. I cannot confirm nor deny yeah. these accusations. I, I mean, there, there's, like, worse stuff out there, for sure. But uh, I'll say. it's also, it, it, it kind of looks the same that, uh, that Napoleon Dynamite did. You're going to see a lot of people comparing it to the look of Wes Anderson movies. And... I get it, but I'd want to modify that. It, it feels like Wes Anderson by way of Kevin Smith. That sounds like an insult, but it's it's not quite. Uh, you know how like Kevin Smith is too fat to move his cameras around? Well, it's it's like if you just... I mean, it's true. That's 100%... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm when I, I made that joke on uh, Dogma. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about Kevin Smith playing goalie. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he's always well, got in, a fucking jersey on. Well, this one, it kind of feels like they're just holding on shots that kind of look like they're Wes Anderson shots, but they that's their only shot that they're doing. And I've seen worse stuff than that. I, I think it basically kind of works. There are too many fart jokes for me. Uh, farting is not inherently funny. You have to do something with it. But Still overall, the environment though. Overall, yeah. Well, you know, maybe that's how they raise the money in order to make this. So, ah, yeah. Well, in, in Ohio. Anyway, Thanks, Uncle Sam. Anyway, I don't know what else the uh, the Napoleon Dynamite people did. Those brothers, Jonah and Jacob, or whatever the the two Hess brothers are. I don't know what else they did. But well, they made uh, those trucks. Man, cut that. See, anyway, the week. last one that I Shows saw ruins. is. <laughs> the last one that I saw is with my sister. We went to the Alamo Draft House to see The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Now, this is one of my favorite movies. This is one of my family's favorite movies. You might be wondering, why is this movie at 11 a.m.? Just go to a later showing. This is the extended edition. Now, I did not grow up with the extended edition. I grew up with a theatrical cut, like a good Catholic. The extended edition, I think, adds at least an hour to the movie. It was so fucking long, dude. I was in those theater seats. And by the way, the only thing I do not like about the Alamo is if you watch a movie at the Alamo that's over two hours, your spine and ass 
is going to hurt so much. I The first thing my sister said to me when the movie was so, I was like, my ass hurts so bad right now. There was a little kid sitting next to me. He really young. I think he was like eight years old, something like that. He, he was physically squirming the whole... He could not get comfortable at like the third hour mark. It was genuinely really, really tough to sit through. And I, you know, hearts out to him. But uh, does uh, The Fellowship of the Ring still work? Yes. Uh, is that extraneous footage added in the extended edition necessary? Absolutely not. This is going to be the hottest take in the world for anyone who's read the books because there's like this thing about like this purest sort of mentality about uh, Lord of the Rings fans where they only watch the extended editions and they love watching them all like back to back to back, which is like 10 fucking hours. Uh, Almost 11, buddy. I know. Oh, oh right. I, okay. did that, I did that on a plane, buddy. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said, yeah, you, you weren't really into them. I, I gotta tell you, look, they were fine. Well, the thing is, like, I, I've read the books, and I know that all the stuff they add in the extended editions, that is actually stuff that happened in the book, but it's not entirely necessary stuff. There's there's a scene in the first movie, in Fellowship, where they see the elves leaving the forest. They cut that for a reason. It's not important. You don't need that shit. The worst, the worst offender of this, I which, oh, this one actually kind of pisses me off, there's a, a brief scene in the theatrical cut and in the extended editions in which Bilbo's telling like all the little kids about one of his adventures. And if you've read The Hobby, you're like, oh, wait, that actually happened. That's like kind of a neat little throwback. And in the extended editions, you actually see uh, the site that he's talking about. And Sam actually says, look, it's those trolls that Bilbo was talking about. Remember? I'm like, oh, fuck. That fucking sucks. It reminds me of all the stuff I hate about like the Harry Potter movies. Like, look, there's nearly Headless Snake. You can practically hear where they cut her off saying, From the Book by J.K. Rowling. It, it That stuff I don't like. There's, I don't know, there's a bunch of other stuff that I didn't really need. There's a voiceover from Bilbo at the beginning of the movie. It's just like, film is a visual medium. I You can tell the story without words. That's one of the things I liked about Fellowship uh, without the narration is... When I see, like, the, the Shire, I'm like, oh, suddenly I know everything about these people, and that's all I need. I don't care about the Saxville Bagginses knocking on his door. I don't know why that's in the extended edition. I, I get it. It was in the book, but, like, it it's not germane to the story. It's not important. It doesn't color the, the scenery anymore. I So, actually, I, I didn't like that stuff. I, I think I definitely prefer the theatrical version. I've only found one person who agrees with me on that. But, uh... I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> I <I've> never <laughs> finished the extended editions. I remember uh, years and years ago we put it on, and uh, it was like an hour and a half, two hours in, and we paused it for something, and they were still at Bilbo's birthday party. I was like, hey, you're on your own with this. I, yeah, this yeah. is not for me. I struggle enough with fantasy as is. That's a, that's right, a yeah. big commitment. No, I've been kind of negative to this, which is... Yeah, I shouldn't have to do that. There's a lot of really good stuff here. Uh, the The acting is still very, very good all the way around. The music is excellent, and whenever there's like a weak part, the music's going to carry you up there. Sean Bean is fucking fantastic. No wonder he gets all these roles. He, he rules. Uh, Mary's great. Pippin's great, obviously. I love them. I will say, the movie came out in 2001, and I remember like when in 2001 I was like, oh my god, this is the best looking movie I've ever seen in my life. There are a couple effects that do not age well. Uh, there is like a, re there are a couple really obvious uh, blue screen moments in there where I was like, oh, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because like when I was a kid in two thousand one, I didn't know, and that's why Peter Jackson got this is he can do that kind of stuff cheap. And when I say cheap, I mean like 
only a little moment. So for the most part, this is a movie that had a lot of money poured into it, both by like production and also for marketing. This had like five hundred million dollars behind it, and part of that was they were confident. They saw that this is a really good product. We're going to get a lot of viewers on this. We want to make sure that people see it, and uh, that's a gamble that worked out. And I'm happy. Now, B and her boyfriend and I, we do have tickets to see. Next week they're doing Two Towers. Week after they're doing Return of the King. And it is a coin flip as to whether I'm actually going to show. Because, I mean, my ass, dude, was killing me. It was. Dude, I need to do more milk squats or something. <laughs> it was genuinely very painful. That, uh, you will struggle through that last hour of Return of the King. If oh, you know I know. That. I know that. I, I mean, even the theatrical cut went on too long. The extended edition, that is going to... I don't understand how it's that long. I mean, I know I said this on the show ages ago, but mm-hmm. like... They throw the ring in Mount Doom. I'm sitting in my plane seat, like, finally, I can close my eyes. And I fell asleep for, like, 45 minutes and woke up, and it was still going. Oh, yeah, I'm dude. like, are you, are you fucking kidding? I, this whole fucking thing is to throw the ring in I don't need to see the aftermath. That's for the book readers. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I think, I think by that point, Return of the King is when it started getting nominated for, like, a ton of Academy Awards and stuff. So I think by that point... Uh, Peter Jackson had carte blanche to just include everything that he wanted, which unfortunately meant he got to include everything. And did that did Return of the King win? Did that win Best Picture? I don't. One I, of them did, right? I, I th- if it, if any of them won Best Picture, it was Return of the King. The, Return, Return of the King, King was, won a shitload of stuff. Yeah, it, it won a whole lot of stuff, which was like I, I did feel it was kind of funny. It was like, so you guys forgot about Fellowship because Fellowship was really fucking good. I fucking love that movie. I think Fellowship is better than Return of the King, honestly. I think Two Towers is better I agree. than Return I agree. I, th- I, think, I think Fellowship is the best of the three. Yeah, so I, that's the that. way I feel as too. Yeah. Same. Helm's anyway. is really good, but Fellowship as a whole is the best. Yeah. There, also, I, I've said this before, but I'm still going to give credit to it. The Ralph Bakshi version, while not like a great movie, you don't get the Peter Jackson version without the Ralph Bakshi version. There's so many shots that are taken right from it, and good for him for like writing that stuff. And most importantly... A lot of the time, uh, and I'm going to get to this with Megan, a lot of time, it's not what you do, it's what you don't do. Uh, I'm sorry. That caught what? me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> that transition really got me. I'm sorry. But, uh, like, one of the things that Ralph Bakshi didn't do, and Peter Jackson had the good sense not to do it, is he didn't include the Barrel White or Tom Bombadil or, like, uh, a whole bunch of other characters who have no importance to the story. And uh, I'm really glad that he didn't do that. Anyway, I went on too long. Uh, Alex, what you watch? First of all, no such thing. We're not even at the 30-minute mark. This is uh, well, I just nowhere edited close the, to too long. I just edited the Ghost Rider <laughs> episode, and I saw I was still talking at 58 <laughs> minutes in, and I was like, oh. you know, Par for the course. We're yeah, proud of you for completing the list, but also, there's some little yeah, blessings don't do that along again. the way. Now that that's right, over. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I have a mercifully pretty short section. Uh, so, you know, last week we did uh, Some of All Fears. Uh, I began my journey into the Jack Ryan universe. Uh, And I asked you guys rhetorically, like, how the fuck are these eight-episode seasons? And I now know the answer. It's because there's a lot of fucking sex in the Office Gym Jack Ryan show. Okay. Like, (laughs) so much fucking sex. It's like, I didn't really understand what the audience for this was, and then now I get It's like, oh, it's for horny 50-year-olds. Cool. Got it. Like, now now it makes sense. Now I know why. And I'm not... I'm not saying that office gyms going around town banging everybody in sight. There's literally, like, sex scenes between the terrorists. Like, it is gratuitous. 
can't wait for season two and three. I uh, <laughs> I will be continuing my journey. <laughs> I have bought KY and I'm ready. It is massively stupid. It, this was one of those weeks where like I started watching like six different things because I'm like, oh, maybe this will be interesting to talk about. But I got like two hours into all of them and didn't get to the point where it's worth talking about. So just hold that thought on certain things, such as that Nicholas, Nicholas Wingding's Refn show on Netflix, which uh, I am falling on the grenade so no one can assign it to Chris. Thank you. You're Damn, welcome. buddy. Uh, so far, not so bad, but also nothing plot relevant has happened in an hour and a half, which is about what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, two other things. One, I watched... Uh, I, I was just, you know, aimlessly scrolling through Netflix before bed, as, you know, we do from time to time. Uh, and I stumbled across a uh, Korean movie from 2022 about street racing set in the 80s called Soul Vibe. And I'm like, well, this sounds like it was made for me. I'm going to press play. First things first, it was late. So I'm like, yep, switch over to that dub. Let's see how this goes. Literally like a 90s anime tier shitty dub. It's unbelievably awful. Every character is like just completely tone deaf, delivering their lines as straight as possible, which kind of adds to the viewing experience. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... If it wasn't for the shitty dub, I probably would have turned it off after, like, 30 minutes and went to bed. But I stuck with it. Because it's just, you know... It takes place in the 80s, which, you know... Another checkmark on my list. Um, And it's just, like, you know... It's a pretty cliche street racing movie. Like, you know, Fast and the Furious has been ripped off, like, 15 times at this point. This is another one to add to that, you know, collection. But the driving scenes look good, because it came out this year. Um... There's actually a lot that I really enjoyed about this, like, schlocky street racing movie that uh, makes it a recommend if you are a fan of that specific genre. Although, I will say, like, the climax is, like, starting to happen, and you press pause, and there's an hour left, and you're like, what the fuck, how is that possible? And uh, that's not great, but other than that, you know, if you know, you know. I just want to put the word out there for anybody that uh, is into this very specific niche sort of movie, because... They only make one, like, once every three years that isn't the Fast and the Furious. And, you know, you kind of got to gobble them up when you can. This one's fine. The driving looks good. The characters are absolutely as fucking stupid as you want them to be. One of them's like a fucking club DJ for some reason who just keeps making them mixtapes to put in their car when they go on, like, runs for the criminal, uh, like, underlords. As, you know, there's a, there's a corrupt cop. There's a crazy guy in the, the street racing mafia. You know, it, it's got everything you want. You're fine. Um, Chris, I have a question for you. Let's go. How many different versions of Invasion of the Body Snatchers did you have to watch for the list? Or just in general, let's say. I believe three. There is, a, I believe, the 1956 version, the 1978 version, I'm guessing on that one, and whichever one was just called Body Snatchers, which I believe was 93. Oh, so you have not seen the 1994 sci-fi thriller called The Puppet Masters. Good question. The way I almost dropped what I was holding when you said that to me. <laughs> you said the puppet so, masters. That's, yes, a, that's yes. an S with, with a dollar S. sign through it. And not whatever <laughs> the horror franchise that Parker's thinking of. Yeah, let me see. Oh, Donald Sutherland. Uh-oh. Oh, it is starring I have, I have not seen Donald this. Sutherland. Yeah, I have not seen this. This is a good time. Uh, oh. th- this is... It's like a schlocky B-movie with a budget, which is, uh, you know, skip. Skip, you know yeah. how I feel well, about schlocky dudes with budgets. 
the fucking aliens are on the ground and inside some fucking teenagers at like 60 seconds into the movie uh by three minutes into the movie the government knows what's going on so like a lot of the tension that comes with you know a lot of the other versions of this where you don't know like who is or who isn't a lot of that kind of dissipates because like you kind of it's pretty straightforward but uh some good snot work in here there's some um, some good uh donald sutherland snarling at people uh it's got what you want the aliens actually look pretty good like the little slug guys they're just like whipping around on ceiling fans and shit like they're having a good old time i wish i could be one of these aliens um yeah, solid recommend if you're into these fucking, like, 90s sci-fi action movies with, like, a tinge of political conspiracy, which is, uh, basically made for me in a lab. So, keep that in mind. I, I think this director, like, literally did fucking nothing else that I've ever heard of, so it's not like you're gonna really stumble across this in any other fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, solid two thumbs up for me for, uh, something that is not entertaining enough to be worth doing an episode on but is worth watching for you guys if you have two hours to kill on like a saturday afternoon you know it's interesting no i actually way. enjoyed all of the uh invasion of the body snatchers thing maybe that's just uh it was just something for me it, it's I, I mean it's like a very you know very solid plot line like it's kind of hard to fuck up and uh one of the things that I found when I was, like, digging into this movie a little bit, because, like you guys, I had no fucking idea this existed, despite, you know, having money and people in it and, like, being a real thing. The, the, one of the first guys that gets infected is the fucking lab guy on Law & Order, which, like, just seeing him just, like, wandering around this movie, it's like, oh, cool, you, you you've been in other things, I guess. Um, wearing the stupid dark sunglasses like he has done on TV for fucking 30 years at this point, you know. Uh, but uh, no, I when I was when I was like looking into this movie, um, apparently people that are like really big Robert Heinlein fans like say this is the most faithful of the adaptations, which I slightly doubt, having not read the source material. But uh, take that for what you will if you're into that sort of thing. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed this. I uh, like it's, it's a recommend so for me. Maybe I should uh, check it out. Yeah, I mean, at, at worst, you'll be entertained. Right. Yeah. Um. And I think that is all I have. So, Parker, what have you been up to this week? Oh, buddy. Alex, were you the one that told me you watched Severance on Apple Plus? Yeah. That show's really fucking good. I just edited that episode where he said But also, <laughs> god damn it. The last episode ended, I'm like, alright, cool, here comes the next one. Did not realize that one was the finale. Beyond yep. irritated. <laughs> I have heard that a lot. It did not bother me, but I understand why it would bother other I just, people. I mean, it's a fine conclusion. I just... I was, like, on the edge of my fucking seat, and I thought there was one more coming. Like, I don't think it's a yeah. bad ending. It's just a, god damn it, I was ready for another 45 minutes of this. It's Which, a bit of a cock tease, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's a great fucking show. It really is. I've like, heard it, nothing it but just, good things. It, um, it's only nine episodes. Like, it's it's really, really digestible. Yeah, absolutely. Did you get into the premise at all when you talked about it? A little bit, like like very briefly, like okay. I when I was talking about it, that was after having seen like the first three, so like basically just like the bare bones structure of like what was coming forward, not you know details or anything. Watching it all play out and just the little glimpses into their personal lives and how that just absolutely shatters their whole world. Oh, it's beautiful. That's a great fucking show. I don't want to get into too many details because like a lot of people talk about it, but also it's on Apple Plus, so no one's yeah. actually seen it. But I can tell you what I have seen that's on Apple Plus, which is getting 
dangerously uh, under the influence of putting on Prehistoric Planet. Uh, that's a five-star afternoon, <laughs> my man. Oh, I, I'm Hell yeah, this. dude. I didn't realize uh, Richard Attenborough was the narrator for this, too. So it's right. treated like All a right. real documentary, but it's just CGI dinosaurs. It's so right. good, dude. Alright, I know what I'm doing when we stop recording then. Oh, Thank you. Oh yeah, you will sleep well tonight. Because it's Maybe treated... A big old bowl of popcorn, sit down on the couch, watch some dinos. That ah, sounds great. It is played completely straight like it's any other nature documentary. Like, each episode's like, ah, these are the ocean ones. These are the ones that live on the shore. These live in the desert. Like, not a single hint of like, whoa, this is all bullshit, right? Like, no, no, no. This is a high production animal documentary but the animals are all big ass dinosaurs it is the strongest recommend you will have a wonderful time uh, a movie I did not mind but I know you would not get through uh, see so a bullet trains on Netflix which is uh, about... I thought about it I thought about it it honestly. is you know what for being on Netflix that's fine I didn't pay an extra cent to watch it it's fine I will tell you one thing though because Knowing you, you would either think it's fine, or 20 minutes in, you would get so fucking annoyed at how overly stylized it is. It made me think of Polar, but it's not nearly that bad, but I just, I remember our <sighs> reactions to that movie, and I was like, he might see this as that and fucking hate me forever if I told him to watch it. But uh, you know what, I can, I can just do this for you right now as your friend, because uh, I figured out my jerk of the week, as I knew I would. So it's... Like it's a decent movie. There's some cameos in there that you're not expecting. Um, the very end of the movie, we find out, ah, oh, Brad Pitt was here to take over for this one guy. So there's been this huge rigmarole, this huge, wait, you're supposed to be this guy. And then we get to a flashback, because this movie, it loves flashbacks, let me fucking tell you. We love stylized, wacky flashbacks. And we see the identity of this mystery agent as an uncredited Ryan Reynolds. And I know in your heart, fuck you yourself. You would have tried to fist fight me if I, if I told you, like, no, it's pretty good, man. You should watch it. If you sat through that whole movie, arms crossed, like, yeah, I get it. I see what you're doing. And then you got to that reveal with like 10 minutes left, it would have gotten physical. Because yeah, that, that movie's that. like, it's like two hours 20, isn't it? Like, it's long. I think like, it's that's like the reason I didn't watch it. Right at two. I kind of felt like 220. Again, like, it was fine. It's too stylized where it gets a little oh too cutesy but like fucking god compared to every other movie on netflix it's like oh at least this has a style it doesn't look like the same three camera shot movie that they've been putting out for 10 years like it's, if you told me to watch this and i got to that you would have owed me money for a new tv correct that's you know I, what? But that's why completely I'm honest with you you, know, yeah. you fell on <laughs> hit that grenade for him i'm telling you because i know you i know you've hovered over it a dozen times because it's always there when you boot it up I'm telling you as your friend that you would watch this entire movie and get a surprise Ryan Reynolds and you might not have a cat anymore. <sighs> right, that, that's, that's going to, that's, yeah. Oh. yeah. It, would be, it would be two cats. We're getting another one uh, tomorrow. So <laughs> Hold off until you're done watching. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Like, it was perfectly serviceable, like, an, like a three-star, like, yeah, that was fine, you know. I enjoyed it more than I didn't. It didn't get too cute for me. But uh, ask me in two months about Bullet Train, and I'll ask you, what's that? It's whatever. Yep. A movie that uh, does, in fact, fuck, like you told me, is The Menu, which is now on HBO Max. Hell yes, dude. dude let's go. That is a good fucking movie. Dude. <laughs> I uh, know, yeah. dude. I, I wish know. I saw that in the theater. Uh, that is a really I tried movie. to tell you. <laughs> uh, just 
timing did not work out. I, I understand. I understand. I Christmas season, I get it. Yeah. I absolutely get why you said, hey, you like Ready or Not, right? Hey, you'll really like this movie. That is... I also don't know if it's episode worthy, because it would just be, hey, guys, this movie's really good. But uh, Yeah, that's the problem. The similar thing where you're just like, I get the feeling that I hate all of these people. And just watching that slowly unfold, you're like, yeah, fuck these people. Everything with Nicholas Holt's character and then the final reveal of why he's such a piece of shit is absolutely beautiful. It's so good. It's so good. Harmless, wretched piece of shit on Earth. (laughs) I... I, I mean, there there is there is no part of that movie I enjoyed more than the 15 seconds where he's dressing down uh, the fucking production assistant or whatever she is. <laughs> uh, just every bit of those, like, five lines of dialogue back and forth is just, like, right to my heart. Like, I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank the you for this. The reveal of his final fate. <laughs> he's just kind of hanging out back there. <laughs> incredibly good. Not a single line is spoken. He's like... Alright, anyways, moving on. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. I'd like... I don't know if it would be in my top ten, if that's a thing that matters, which it doesn't, but like... At worst, it's an honorable mention of like, hey, you should probably watch this, and if you don't like it, we probably I, won't have similar taste. Yeah, I, this is I, this is like, probably like fifth or sixth for me, if I ever try to suss it out. Like, I, I fucking adore this movie. The first time, like... They're introducing, like, one of his stupid courses, and they do the thing like they do on the fucking cooking shows, where they cut away to the text on the screen that explains you what it is. Ah, just pig and shit, dude. Oh, that's such pig a good recurring shit. bit, too. I'll have pig to check they really, they really pay that off at the end, too. <laughs> yeah, a very... The, very the end one is the best. That, that is, is a finale. And, like, uh, knowing what's coming and knowing that this movie's going to commit to it, just rubbing my hands together in the theater, I probably looked like a fucking psycho. Because they but throw out an idea, and you're like... Okay, very funny, but surely that's not what this really is. And then the way everyone doubles down, like, yeah, no, this is definitely going to happen. You're like, all right, now we're, now we're talking. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, suit yourself. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful final shot that's like, yeah, that's the thesis of the movie. Beautiful. Love to see yep. it. Conveyed yep. <laughs> without words. You truly love to see it. That's what, like a minute 40? Or an hour 40, I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Under two hours. One of those movies where I saw the trailer, I'm like, <sighs> so I'm pretty sure I figured this out, right? And the biggest spoiler of that movie is like, hey, it's not about eating people, which is what I assumed it was. <laughs> I just assumed like, okay, and then they're like eating people or some shit, or they pour That's people. That's exactly I what I care. thought. This it was looks wretched. Be. It looked like the most like, oh wow, maybe this is another one of those fucking movies that's like, hey, you know, high society. That's how they think mm-hmm. of you pores. Like, oh no, it's. It's yeah, I mean, movie. when I saw this trailer, I saw it right after the trailer for Triangle of Sadness. I couldn't That's tell you the I, difference between the two. I couldn't think of the name. I of saw it place. next to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a good fucking movie. That probably would make my top ten, honestly. But I will never sit down and look at it because I don't watch enough good movies to justify it. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I'm see. just not consistent enough in logging, so I have to go look at a list of all movies that came out, and then I get tired by like March. So that's also I, I made my top ten recently, but I, there's a lot that I haven't seen on there, so I don't want to make it yet. Like I haven't seen uh, Banshees of Inisherin yet, so. Also on HBO Max, but uh, mm-hmm. I'll get to yeah. it eventually. I didn't see through Billboard, so I don't hate this dude yet, so I'll give it a shot. It's uh, it's a pretty good movie. I think you'll like it. Nice. Uh, speaking of uh, movie trailers I saw last year, do either of you remember the trailer for The Invitation? No, I don't think I saw that. So, uh, it's a bunch of 
basically rich British people invite this girl over and they're like, oh, you're part of the family, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like some big reveal and then you find out the trailer like, oh shit, are they vampires? So this got added to Netflix. Yeah, it turns out that's like a mid-movie twist that's in the, all of the trailers. Alright. So you spend 45 minutes of this 90-minute movie being like, do they... They know that we know they're vampires, right? And the answer is no. They do not know that we know that because we're not supposed to know that. <laughs> uh, we only put this on as background noise because we had people over and it was one of those like, you pick something, you pick something. It's like, oh, well, no one's seen this piece of shit. We'll just put this on. And we're all just sitting there like, yeah, no, I saw the trailer for this. They're fucking vampires. And they're just playing it so coy at these cutesy little like, oh, if you know what the movie's about, you'll know what this means. But we're all just sitting there like, no, they're fucking vampires, and you're watching time take slowly away, and it's the most dog shit like CW romance of this this poor city girl just being whisked away to this beautiful castle, and oh, things aren't what they seem, but he's so nice and all that, and you're just like, but they're vampires. Right. And then an hour, and they're like, hey guys, we're vampires, and then she escapes. Who <laughs> could possibly give a fuck? Absolutely wretched. Uh, after that. Uh, they didn't want to go home yet so again it came on to me to find something to watch so i just made everyone watch dead stream uh still a plus five stars also correct my top 10 because watching it with another group cemented like now this movie fucking rules this is this is a crowd pleaser speaking of crowd pleasers i have become one with the way of water you guys I put on my three glasses. <laughs> if we recorded tomorrow, I was going to watch it too, so we could uh, talk about it. I just didn't have time today. Dude, I fucking love this movie. I know oh, if boy. I watched it at home, I would have gotten bored and gotten up several times, but I did not watch it at home. I watched it on the giant screen with my 3D glasses and just a, just a smidge of alcohol poured in my drink. Let me tell you, I'm all in. I'd like to... I'd like to issue an apology to everyone I spent the last 12 years making fun of for being like, I wish Pandora was real. Uh. Nah, like the second they dive underwater, I'm like, no, I I get it. I I absolutely understand. All of you are right. This is the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen put on film. I could watch six hours of these dudes swimming underwater with these big fucking space whales. He truly just, not only does he not miss, but like, he comes at you and and you know everything is going to happen. You're like, I don't know about the sound of that. There's how many kids now? I don't know the sound about that. There, there's a white kid named Spider who's just a human with dreadlocks that lives amongst the Navi. I don't know about that, my man. You brought back a bunch of dead characters to also be Navi? I don't fucking know about that, man. It's three hours? Okay. And then you're just locked in immediately. It is... I did not expect to, like, fucking fall in love with this movie. But I just kept being like, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. And then I went to the bathroom because it's a three-hour movie. Mm-hmm. And right as the action, like, the you can tell, like, when the big finale is going to start. And I look at my watch. I'm like, there's an hour of movie left. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's fucking incredible. The man is truly goaded. Uh, all memes aside, the greatest to ever do it. It does uh, one of our favorite things that uh, movies do with subtitles, where like it starts like the first one does with our good friend Jake Sully, aka the only character I can name, doing yeah. a voiceover. <laughs> like the like the opening mo- of the movie is like a voiceover that's just like would have been five more sequels. We just decided like now nah, I want to tell a better story than this, so it's just him rushing through like, and eh, we went on this adventure and we had kids and then this happened and then I got named this. 
And at one point he goes, you know, I've been fluent in Navi for so long, it almost sounds like English to me. And then everyone just talks in English the whole time. Which was an immediate extra two stars. We love seeing shit like that. I cannot believe how much I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> like, I expected to have a decent time. I did not expect to get fully sucked in. I know in my heart of hearts, if I rewatch it at home, I will get very bored with numerous parts of it. But, uh, I didn't watch it at home. Sometimes movies are about the experience, and I had a fucking great one. Yeah, I, I was going to say... I was going to say that you're the first person I trust to actually recommend this movie, but then I realized that the list of people I trust to recommend movies is vanishingly small. So. Also, you should not trust me. We've made that very clear over several years. Well, I have you know. horrendous taste. You did you did recommend yesterday, like, oh, are you going to go see like maybe Way of Water? I think you said that like yesterday or something. He's like, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe I'll get out there and see it. I don't know. I look. I, I I'm holding fast to my guns. I did not like the first Avatar movie. Yep, uh, that's fair because a lot of the structure is pretty similar. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. I mean, in Maybe my I'll opinion, just uh, if I'm gonna be a big fucking loser who obsesses over movies, like I was gonna see it in the 3D regardless. Like that's just something I feel like I have to do. So it's not like I went in arms crossed, but I went in like I'm gonna see this no matter what. Like hopefully it's more good than bad and. I mean, there's definitely some slower parts. It's like 310. Like, that shit happens, but... Yeah, I had a fucking great time. Because I walked out there like, Jack, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And the more I thought about it, I'm like... I could I could watch this again. There's other friends that didn't go with us. They also want to see it. I could I could do three hours again, which... You know me. That's That does not come lightly. I loved the Batman, but I still haven't watched that movie again. <laughs> you know that it's interesting that you say that because I haven't watched it again either. Uh, I'm planning to this year at some point. I there was some sort of a letterbox thing where it said most rewatched movies during uh, the past year. The Batman was number one. I There's no fucking refuse way. Apparently, to believe that. I, apparently, does that count it? start to finish? Because I've rewatched it. Like scenes multiple times. I've rewatched that uh, well, it's, fucking it's, Batmobile revving up like ten times. But. It's based on people hitting the rewatch on there. I will say this: uh, everything, everywhere, all at once was, I think, number two, or, or it was definitely the top five out there. I was like, that's probably me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Taking one for the team there, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Seven people rewatched the Batman, and looks us here one person rewatched. Uh... <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, and I will say, uh, when it comes to Big Jamie C making a gorillion dollars, uh, this came out, what, three weeks ago now? Close to four? Some, something uh, is four, yeah. It's four, yeah. yeah. We went to the Saturday 3D XD, like, it's 6.30 at night. Like, tickets were like 18 bucks a piece. This movie's about almost a month. That bitch was full. <laughs> it was... <laughs> even buying them the night before... I. That was the one screening I could find where every single middle seat wasn't taken. And by the time we got there, that whole row was taken. It was packed. Like, people... All the... bunch of the other screenings were, like, pretty sparse. Every screening that has 3D is fucking booked out constantly. The man don't miss. It is absolutely worth it. If you're gonna see it... I mean... I think you're like me. Like, you're a big fucking movie nerd. Like, curiosity is gonna get the best of you. See, you might as well just, yeah. might as well just go see it. You don't have a choice. I mean, that's where I'm at. Like, I I really, really don't want to commit this time right now. Like, I am living my best life these past couple weeks, which is why I haven't seen it yet. But I know. I know yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, you just, just got to do it. Like, if you're going to get at least have the, out of it, yeah. I at least have the luxury of being able to go see it on, like, a Wednesday afternoon when it 
might only be half full, but uh, yeah, it's it's in my future probably this week. So we'll very we'll excited to talk to yeah. you about like, hey, what's with all the weird high frame rate just randomly in the movie? I'm very excited to have that conversation. I, apparently, that adds to it. From what I hear, I, I've only heard like a couple people say like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." Like a couple people were like, "Oh, it looks like a TV soap opera." I wouldn't know. I don't watch TV soap operas, so yeah. maybe it'll just look cool to me. It it looks really good and all the. I mean, all the all the underwater stuff looks like legitimately incredible. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I love seeing shit like that. That's why I like like the Planet Earth documentaries and stuff like that. It's just nice seeing like the the droplets of dew on leaves, you know. It hits a point well, no, like I did that with my hand. an hour and a half in the movie where a human shows up. Be like, oh fuck, that's right, humans are in this world sometimes because <laughs> you spend so much time with the Gotta movie. Gotta have a bad guy. And like, after like ten minutes in, you're just like, no, this is this is how everyone looks. This is normal. Like this. Are are yeah. the humans like little guys in this universe? Like they show up and they're like, excuse me, There's excuse yes. me, help me down here, yeah. help me. It's such a good bit because uh, the fucking Stephen Lang character gets reincarnated as a Navi. So he just gets to be ten feet tall with like all the Navi powers, but the guy's like <laughs> training in memories. And so like his whole like first couple scenes are him just walking around a military base, being like ten feet tall. While everyone's like, "So uh, the operations over here as such." He's like, "Yeah, it's great. It's pretty good. It's a good bit." That man is having the time of his life, just being comically evil for three hours. He is good loving for him. him. Like you, it's it's impressive to see someone where the entire performance is just mo-capped and green screen but even then you can tell like he's chewing up every single piece of this this man is wearing a suit in a blue room and he is chewing up every single thing around him he is having a wonderful time it's tough to do also sam worthington not bad at all which is uh more than most people have said about sam worthington in 14 years yeah he's, he's fine like he's not bad at all he seems much more comfortable in this role I don't know why. I mean, it's a movie with four fucking alien kids. None of them irritated me, which is incredible, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fucking. Awesome. That is. I am the one. Go ahead. I'm, I'm Avatar pilled. I'm ready for part three two years from now. I'm fucking in. You can tell me this is gonna be Fire Navi. Like, yeah, I'll be there. It's fine. I'm in. I have been blue pilled. The one thing that I have been told by every person that I trust that's seen this is that. Aside from how beautiful this movie looks, like, the reason it's worth watching is because James Cameron understands how to create people in a movie. And just, like, the characteristics that a random person walking around on Pandora would have. And, like, that to me is worth the price of admission alone. Not just, you know, for the the fucking tier one operator Navi with the sunglasses that, you know, has been memed to death. Dude. (laughs) I I mean, I know. I know. I know. I know. He's real good. Uh, just, like, the way that characters behave in James Cameron movies in general is just innately human in a way that you don't see in a lot of other directors' work. And knowing that that is also a part of this movie is what's going to push me over to seeing it sooner rather than later. Because let's be honest, this is still going to be in theaters in March. Oh, like, yeah. The every old- IMAX screen in the country. Like, I know. The uh, older I get, the more I appreciate it. Just like, yeah, just be sappy with it. It's fine. Like... I don't. I don't need to see movies where everyone's too cool or has something funny to say. Yeah, get sappy and emotional with it. Get really fucking earnest with these giant blue alien men. Don't I, have a I, single at- wink or nod about any of it. I'm out the second there's a Ryan Reynolds Navi, but until then, oh god, don't put that on me, please. I just it's 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 got to be said. I mean, Deadpool three, don't rule it out. If you think there won't be some, god, there's gonna absolutely. 
be an Avatar name drop because the movie made a quadrillion dollars. God fucking damn it. Well, that just ruined my day. Hey, you want to talk about Megan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get into Megan here. So. talk about some of the stuff around Megan. So, the director Gerald Johnson, what else did he, did he do Malignant? I thought, I thought that was James Wan, right? No, James Wan directed that. He just yeah. produced and co-wrote. I don't uh, know what story by means. That's... Sto- I, oh, I, I can have... tell you what that means. Uh, story by means you came up with the idea of what should our movie be about. And uh, screenwriter means you actually you know typed up what it's supposed to be like. So I'm glad that you brought that up because we have to give a lot more credit to uh, Akila Cooper because she's the one who did all the work on this. She's the one who came up with the screenplay. Also, she was partly responsible for the story, and she's also the screenwriter for Malignant, which uh, we loved for obvious reasons. So I, I want to give her a lot more credit. Apparently, she's got like some TV credit. She's done some other stuff that uh, doesn't really interest me. But uh, one of the movies she did that I think is still upcoming is The Nun 3. Now, I haven't seen the other Nun movies, but if she's writing, I'm paying attention. Alex, this one's for you. How does the logo look for The Nun 3? Is the 3 in there somewhere? Is, like, Nun written sideways? Like, I I have a lot of questions. Maybe, like, the N is one of the loops of the 3. I was thinking, like, like N3N, but that's not going to work for Nun, right? I think think what it does is, like, a 3 comes, like, a 3 comes in. TH3Nun? And, like, and like the two ends split apart, and there's a U in there. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a, a one of those. Guys. Graphic design is my passion, Christopher. I'm I'll trying tell to you this out. about Akila Cooper and Alex. I think this will appeal to you in some way. There, I was reading an interview with her, and she said, you know, there have been so many uh, quote unquote elevated horror movies coming out recently, <laughs> and she said, what if we made horror movies that were fun to watch? <laughs> <laughs> no, what if it was for the fellas? Those for the little piggies yeah, that would just like eat slop from their troughs. Yeah. Yes, you understand me. Yeah, it's like planting this movie in January is yeah. one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I'm so happy. I'm I'm really happy that they did that. Uh, but she's not the only person we got to give a lot of credit to. The director Gerald Johnstone. Uh, apparently, it was his decision to kind of make the movie a little bit less gory, make it PG-13, and the movie is a lot stronger for it. Uh, apparently, I agree. Yeah, Akila Cooper said that she wrote it a little bit more R-rated. It was a little bit more gory. She said, hey, maybe we'll get that R-rated cut someday. I don't care. Uh, that's not really what I'm looking for. This movie's just fine the way that it is. Uh, I, I like it in the PG-13 thing because it reminds me of, and he said this was a direct inspiration for him, Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell works with its PG-13-ness. Uh, in, in PG-13 movies, this is something that, Alex, you mentioned off mic, but... Uh, in PG-13 movies, you're only allowed one use, and it has to be in a non-sexual connotation, of the fuck word. And they have one in this movie, and it's really, really well done. Uh, also, the lead actress. Anyway, yeah, I think Akila Cooper did a really good job, and <laughs> Gerald Johnstone was really good, and uh, the whole I, movie was really good. Just to, uh, um, you know, compound on what you just said about being PG-13... Knowing this was going to be PG-13 with the people involved was, like, one of the points of derision for us specifically. Because, you know, mm-hmm. PG-13 a horror, more often than not, ends up being not just bad, but terrible. Yes. Because you're getting nothing that you came for. It just feels like a watered-down version of a shitty movie that you already don't want to see. In this case, it kind of allows the story to shine. And, like, part of the reason that I love this movie so much is because, like... 
it's very rare that something straddles the, the line like perfectly between being a good movie and being a good movie. And because this movie is PG-13, it's able to do both. And, mm -hmm. like, that made it so much more interesting to me than it would have been otherwise. I walked into the theater, and my mindset was like, fuck, this better not be good. And when I walked out, I was like, fuck, I'm so glad that was good. Right, exactly. Uh, I think we can go in order for this. I think I want to, because uh, I want to talk I about agree. the opening commercial here. That, that first commercial is... I've seen a lot of toy commercials. When I was growing up, I thought I liked uh, commercials more than I liked the shows. That first toy commercial that you see, a lot of people in the theater thought it was a trailer, <laughs> and uh, or, or like some sort of thing like with the advertising things that they do here. That was so spot on with how those trailer, with how those like toy commercials look and sound. They they nailed the feel perfectly there. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "Uh oh, this is going to be a lot better than I was expecting." <laughs> I mean, it was the immediate like, "Fuck." This is going to be an Etsy thing. I have to buy her for her birthday. Because I just saw her <laughs> eyes lock in on the ghoulish eyes and mouth. I was like, God, oh. even if it doesn't make noise, I I can just pencil this in. I don't have to worry about a gift because this is happening. Uh, I love this. this uh, I, no, go ahead. Finish that I was thought. like, I love the idea. You feed this stupid thing fruit on your iPad and it shits out <laughs> pellets. And, uh, I, and then it says, Amazeballs! <laughs> I'm watching this shit and like... I, you guys might think I'm a fucking idiot for this, and if you do, that's totally fine, and I deserve it. But uh, it never crossed my mind that this would be a sci-fi movie. Like, never for a second. I, I was just like, Killer Doll. It's a Killer Doll movie. Like, that's that's what this is. Like, all of the technology behind it is just ancillary. It doesn't matter. And so, when I see this fucking commercial, and I see everything with the, the smartphones and the parents and the opening scene of this movie, I... And it clicks for me that this is not going to be the thing that I thought it was. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh fuck, this actually might be good. All right, this is different. So did you did you think that Megan was like they did the Chucky thing where they had like a voodoo ritual to get a serial killer into her body? I mean, I assumed voodoo ritual, but on the blockchain or something equally 2023. <laughs> you know what you I know, mean? Like, like the Child's like, Play it, remakes about someone just like getting shit canceled. He puts a fucking virus in the doll and it kills people. Like it's not yeah, that like, I, I haven't yeah. seen that one. So yeah. Or, or like the chip gets corrupted or like, or, you yeah, know, it gets, it's like, not, it's not, it's not, yeah. it's not magic, yeah. but I see killer doll and I think it's, Oh, the doll's going to go on a rampage yeah. and how we get there is not important, yeah. but how we get there is extremely important. I, this, this sounds, movie. this sounds insulting. I don't mean to be insulting, but, no, in, please do. Not to you specifically, but the trailer does kind of give that away. <laughs> One of the, or at least the trailer that I saw, I thought I made it pretty clear. It's like, oh yeah, this is Globotech gone wrong, you know? But, uh, whatever. Yeah, no, 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 I, I understand that. I yeah, understand yeah. that, you know, there might be a technological backdrop to what's happening, but yeah. I thought the focus of the movie was going to be right, on the yeah. killer doll. Okay, yeah. Like, and that's just, it's a framing thing. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How... Once I realize that how we get there is actually going to matter, it completely changes the parameters and the expectations for this movie. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of want to talk about this early. I've, something I think I mentioned on this show before, I'm not sure if I did. Maybe I was talking to my friends at work or something like that. But there's this thing about killer robots that have kind of it's kind of been wearing on me for a while. I think I said I just hated robots in movies and shows for a while because they usually do the same thing. It's either going to be some prissy thing like C-3PO or R2-D2 or it's going to be the Terminator again. It's always some sort of robot realizing oh, that it's always like some robot realizing it's better than humanity and it has to kill people on mass because humanity is bad or, or something like that. And I'm really happy I didn't get that here because I think the focus of the movie is not really on 
uh, technology gone awry. It's about ugly little toys. And that has been a theme, especially in this country, that too many people have overlooked. There's a lot of really shitty toys out there that we shouldn't be making and kids shouldn't be playing with. And this movie does a really good job kind of like subtly sowing those seeds. I think one of my favorite scenes is when they're driving in that car before they get fucking whomped. Is, uh, the, the guy's like, no, I think it's the, the mother is like, what's the point of the toy if you have to use an iPad to play with it? And I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting, you know? Also, by the way, the little girl, no offense to the little girl, you know, she's nine years old. I actually think the little girl is a pretty good actress in this movie. The toy falls down, and she says, Mom, my toy fell down. And it's a good thing I'm not a dad, because I would yell, lean over and pick it up. You could do that. <laughs> your your seatbelt is not that tight. I, I did also like that. The, the little toy, it says something when it falls. I don't remember what it said, but I'm going to... I'm going to go with one of Parker's old lines. I bet it says, like, down here! <laughs> like, Excuse me. <laughs> uh, peace. While we're, while we're on the subject of this family getting fucking whomped by this snowplow. Mm-hmm. Multiple um, whoppings. So, Chris, as you said earlier, like, you want to give a lot of credit to the non-James Wan people that were involved in the making of this movie. Mm-hmm. That snowplow hitting the car, 1,000% James Wan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Knows. I oh. do not. Let me set the record straight. <laughs> I will not take away a second of credit from James Wan, because between this and Malignant, he's back in my good graces. I respect I, you now. I'd, I'd, I'm a lifetime pass holder. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. I All cannot right. stop I, if thinking you, of him just, like, being on the set of Aquaman 2 being like, well, that was a little dull. Murdered people. <laughs> I like the idea of him going, all right, and action, he's just like writing, and they're just like, was that good enough? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right, Miss Heard, for the scene. Boy, what do you mean she's not here? All right, we got a month off. Uh, Here's <laughs> my typewriter. Make Akilah write it. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so she gets killed, and she goes to uh, the mom. The mom was in something else. What was the mom in? No, not the mom. The aunt. The aunt was uh, in something. What was she in? Get out. Uh, but she, oh, she was in Get Out. Yeah, that's right. She was in Get Out. Uh, that makes sense. I, yeah. I, there was an awkward moment of silence when we started this. I don't think she's a bad actress. In fact, I think she has several really good moments in this movie. But I, I do think that she is maybe one of the weaker points of this. Uh, I, 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 I disagree. Really? I completely disagree. Really? Uh, uh, go ahead and talk about and, the positives. Okay. I, I don't want to... Maybe this is the character more than the actress. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is a character that I just resonated extremely deeply with, and I don't know how you can do that if you're not doing much with, you know, what's written on the page. Because mm-hmm. I immediately, as the events of this are unfolding, am immediately putting myself in this character's shoes. Despite having no siblings and no possibility of this ever possibly happening to me, I just, my mindset, the second that the events of this movie start going, is like, oh, fuck, what the fuck would I do if this were me? And I think that viewing her performance as this character that way, basically everything she does, I'm just sitting there like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And, and, and so it just, it just kind of connected with me in a way that maybe it didn't for other people. I don't know. But so here's the I, thing. I, I'll agree with you that I was also, as soon as I see her, like I'm putting myself in her shoes, like overwhelmed. Suddenly I got to take care of a child. I've got like huge work deadlines coming up. There's all this. I'm trying to create this incredible new technology that's never been made before. And I got to tell you that all, all, everything you're describing here, I think that's character stuff. And I give a lot more credit to Akilah Cooper for writing a, a very relatable character here who's in way over her head. As far as the actress goes, I think there's a little... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with her face. She's not an ugly woman. She's very, very beautiful. But 
there's a lot of scenes where I was like, why are you reacting like that? There's something that she was doing with her face. I, I, there were a couple she's times not she was normal. Like, yeah, I know that. I get it. But like, there's not supposed to be. No, I get. Like, I, I thought that was a feature. No, I, I get so. it. But like, there were a couple times where she was like smiling, and she was clearly saying that she was upset about something. I was like, ah, something wasn't really working there. But I, 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 not to belabor the point, yeah. but I have been in that position so many fucking times in my life of the conflict between the emotion that I'm supposed to be outwardly feeling and the emotion that I'm actually feeling and telling people that I'm feeling one thing while obviously looking like something else. Yeah. So again, maybe this is just a me thing. It could. But oh, I thought she was, was told, fantastic. Why the fuck are you smiling right now? It's like, I'm, I'm not. Ah, uh, yes. No, my... well, okay, maybe that's the, my thing because I, I don't really smile very often. Well, it's called my, autism. My, my, <laughs> my fellow customer service employee off the top rope here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, it's I, just I, uh, I like, why are you smiling? Like, because I go into autopilot. Like, this is just how. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> because me? I'm high. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have three emotions, and if I let down my guard, things get bad. So, uh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's get back to the movie. So, as she walks in, we see the. I think they call it Elsie. It's the Alexa equivalent, and. Like, obviously, I would never have an Alexa. I don't like the idea of that sort of thing. Not just for the reasons laid out in the movie, but, like, it it just seems kind of annoying to me. I don't like having to talk in my apartment if no one else is here. Uh, uh, I'm glad you brought you that up, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry for the slight tangent here, mm -hmm. but uh, I feel like I'm too old for Alexa. Same. I do not want one. What are you and I, I What? <laughs> no, no, I actually think, like, it's something that would be really cool if I wanted to learn how it worked and set it up. But I don't, because I'm old. Yeah. And, well, I'm also renting. So. No, 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 you're good, dude. <laughs> like, I, I just, I, I think that anytime I see that in the movie, my, my, like, immediate mindset is like, oh, I would never. It's like, man, it would be really cool if I gave a shit about this. You like, know, I, I kind of had The first time I told it to play music and it tried to play Apple music instead of Spotify, I'd be like, I'm returning <laughs> this. I'm not setting this up. I have... I have too much shit going on to figure this out, and I you don't have no have songs on Amazon streaming. Nearby. Okay, well I don't have any use for this. Who thing. does? You know, I, I have to admit, I kind of, I, I kind of got that reaction when years and years and years ago, my dad got me an iPad, and I was like, oh, uh, all right, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out anything to use it with, and now I use it for work every once in a while, and it was like kind of a hassle to set it up, although it does, it does make things a, know, a little bit easier. And I realize that it's more of a kids thing. Kids really like playing games on it because, like, the screen's a little bit bigger. And, um, I don't know, you can kill vampires or something with it. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, I guess there is, like, a sense of, like, kind of aging out of some of this new technology. Which is weird because I, I'm very pro-new technology. New, uh... Same. I, I love this shit. I, that's why I kind of get annoyed with, like... And this is going to be a big theme here. But, uh... You know, like, those Boston Dynamics videos of, like, those stupid little robot dog things? And it was like, oh, they're going to take over the Earth. Didn't anyone watch the Terminator movies? I'm just really sick of those. And not just because it's a Boston company. I support them. I have stock in them. But, like... Boston Strong, baby. I think, yeah, exactly. This is our fucking city. It's just that, like, we could do something really useful with those things. And when I was teaching overseas, they the kids would go to a different hogwan on certain days. And... They would be like, oh, what'd you say besides English? I was studying robotics. And they would, like, bring in their robots to class. They're like, yeah. And now I can learn about uh, how uh, all these different things Time are. out. Oh, Time out. What? Chris, what the fuck is a hogwan? It's a private school. It's a... 
Okay. Yeah, you gotta help us out. You gotta yeah, help us out. Like, sorry, must be some Northwest thing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, this is for the listeners. It's I'm not sorry. for me. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, Hogwan is a. I'm just imagining Dan trying to Google wigwam in his car driving in the snow in January, just fucking spinning off. Oh, like, yeah. uh, anyway, so it was so it's like a private school where all you do is you study robotics. And my first thought was, "Fuck, I wish I grew up here. That would be awesome. That sounds so cool. You get to." And they would like they would. It's not just like, oh, I'm building a robot, and the robot can, I don't know, push a broom or something like that. But you're learning how it works, and that's, that's like, the coolest thing to me. I don't even mind, like, uh, you know, the AI bots coming out and stuff like that. I'm like, what if we could do something really good with this? What if we could do something cool? Maybe it's because I'm an engineer, and I like the idea of that stuff. And one of the things I liked about this movie is that they don't really lean that hard into, like, you know, the terrors of technology. It's more about, like this is a shitty toy and it's not good to give this to a kid. It's not a good way to raise a kid, you know? And it's just, and like I think a it's a, I think it's a step further than that too, because it's not just that this is like a shitty toy to give a kid. It's that if a toy like this were to exist in some capacity, it would need to be programmed by people that have been around fucking kids before. Also that like yeah. the, the things that she misses are things that, I would probably also miss in this situation because I don't have the slightest fucking clue how to raise a kid and neither does she and also she doesn't care because she's a scientist who thinks she's never going to have to. Yeah, she is and the character I think that who, makes this so interesting. Yeah, she's a character who as soon as the girl enters her house she stops her from playing with her Funko Pops or whatever. Parker, how seen did you feel? Too. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately. Also, uh, she's a little me. like the, excuse me. The, the psychiatrist comes in and is like, "No, you're not playing with it right." And I was like, "God damn!" Wrote it down and then crossed it off when she got autistic about how her toys were supposed to be played with. Yeah. Which yeah. uh, been there. It. Which yeah. I have to. Well, I have to say, maybe I do identify with this character a little bit more because the whole time I was getting frustrated because I was like. How do you play with it? I want to see what thing you're I, supposed to press. Maybe let her lead. Just pull the lever. What you fucking do? Go to Florida. Um, Fuck you. Get out. Uh, not yeah. not to not to get ahead here, but uh, the biggest problem with this movie is that this fucking psychiatrist doesn't die. Yeah, I'm still you, mad about okay, it. So, I'm still mad about it. Uh, it's minus half a star for that. So I actually thought that she, I was like really expecting that to happen, and when it didn't happen, I. I kind of like that she didn't die just for the fact that it was a bit of a subversion of expectations, but I didn't really feel strongly one way or another. It's so I agree. Like she, uh, if you're ranking the characters in this movie based on like most deserving to die to least deserving to die, she is like on the cut line, like her being the, the first character that survives on the most deserving to die list. Like that's correct. I mean, if you really, like, think about it and game it out, like, yeah, that's that's where she should be at. She's right on the borderline. But that said, like, you could use an fuck extra this death. lady. You I, I, use one more. I guess. I, we yeah. we, we could have used two or three more, but that would have been two or three more characters. Because this is a movie where everybody that dies kind of, you know, gets what's coming to them. Which, well, uh... Well, that's a... I won't plant my flag here. Uh, the one time I wish, like... I kind of wish this was rated R. Was uh, the very end of the movie, uh... When she comes out of that elevator into that crowd, I'm like... This is, if this was malignant, she would have <laughs> ripped her way through that group of people, and it would have been spectacular. I would be surprised if that was like a scene that they decided to tone down. Like it was like, well, I guess we don't really need this because also that that scene kind of makes the movie like a little bit faster. It's like, no, she cares about getting home. She wants to get home to Katie. So yeah, I, I, I that's one of the things I like about the script is it's so focused. Is they really there's not like a whole lot of time wasting. Couple parts I'll make exceptions for when we get to them, but you know. I, I want to say, by the way, we were talking about like how making would be made and programmed and everything. 
shockingly fast development cycle there. Where they they made her in like a week or something, and I was like, well, gee, no wonder stuff's going wrong. There's like a I don't know how they did that by way with that small of a team. And I get it. Like there's there's different stuff that you can pull from at the climax of the movie. Uh, Megan says that don't you remember the night we sat down talking about everything from Jane Austen to uh, Janis Joplin? Which, by the way, that sounds like a very boring conversation. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. She probably, you know, downloaded that stuff from the internet or whatever. But I was thinking of, like, other sites that maybe she would have downloaded stuff from. I'm like, uh-oh. You imagine if she, like, she, her idea of art was from, like, DeviantArt or something? Another failed bulk. Yeah, <laughs> Keep it, yeah I just, like, imagine, like, she's going like, <laughs> to the gym and like, Hi, aunt, whatever your name is. Did you do any milk squats today? <laughs> fucking walking past like a like the CNN building and just carving seven out of ten underneath the the fucking headlines. Like <laughs> this is not worth a contribution token. I I cannot allow this on my website. Why do all these Stacys get to get guys? You're a smart, independent woman. You have your own job and your own house. Why can't you get anyone? <laughs> I don't care if you're not as tall as Chad. I'm only four feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> So she's taller than the <laughs> leprechaun. Okay, so, uh, by the way, I w they do another uh, fake commercial for, like, here's how good these uh, little dolls can be. And it's like, oh, she can play, she can recite stuff back and forth to you. And I, I did like that scene where she's reading Alice in Wonderland and she's doing all the voices. Actually doing all the voices. But one of the most subtle things, that, which they don't even give you a space to pause to like to laugh here but i i did laugh kind of hard at it is uh at the very end where the aunt i think it's the aunt uh sits down on the couch with her laptop and says so you have more time for the things that matter and it's just her sitting on the couch with her laptop <laughs> it's like that's the stuff that matters <laughs> so i i, I look i would yeah, be real, the same way real yeah, ones I know. yeah, yeah. i know yeah <laughs> if exactly I'm, <laughs> if i'm ever in charge of a child for more than 20 minutes know that something horrible has happened and i would also <laughs> yeah. be like screen time the fuck you mean screen what do you think i'm doing yeah it's fine just make sure the filters are on that's fine just do your, do your thing up there yeah can you feed yourself well neither can i so yeah well figure uh, it out, kid. now alex i know what you mean when you say characters deserving of death uh that being said none of these people really I would say deserves to die. I think that's a you know it's kind of a strong. Uh, I'm just reminded of I disagree. Like who disagree? Who's, who's uh, the fake Mc, fake McPoyle, tech bro guy, <laughs> and the bully. As just, and the dog. The dog. The dog. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna, that dog I'm gonna go, jumped I'm gonna on the go, car before gonna, make yeah. it even existed. I was like, yeah. oh, she's ripping that dog in half. Okay. My Jesus first thing. Uh, the the bully carrot, fake McPoyle. All right. We're gonna call him that. Uh, I would say I, what else do you call him? He's fake McPoyle. All right. I the thing about him is uh, I think he deserves to get maybe walloped or maybe military school or something like that. Oh man, the military school with Chucky. Okay, that's a new movie. That's Megan too. Uh, I uh, I as a sidebar on fake McPoyle. I absolutely thought the sequel season at the end of this was going to be some a bunch of dudes sitting around in the boardroom with uh, the tech that fake McBoyle stole oh, talking about how they're going to die this robot. Yeah. So uh, good on them for leaving that and then doing nothing with it. Right. I like that. So uh, Well, I mean, this okay. already made a lot of money, so assume yeah. that's right, yeah. exactly Megan 2 is already in the open. works, apparently. Yeah, we'll be uh, there. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I thought that bully character, I thought he was, like, too good-looking. I think he should have, they really should have played into, like, you know, that skis ball. You know, the one in every neighborhood. That's what they should have done. As for the no, 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 dude. It's it's rich California kids. All right, like, if it's, you say so. It's it's a different ball game. Yeah. Like like I'm I'm fine with that character being like that. Right. And like the character's also like clearly like too old to be there. Yeah, um, that's yeah. They actually I, say I, that. Yeah. 
I, I know, like, like I'm saying yeah. that not about the actor. Yeah. I'm saying, like, the character, yeah. like, obviously doesn't belong to this fucking school. He's there because he's just such a fucking shithead. Yeah. I, I actually, I think the, the real draw of that character isn't him, but his mom. His mom keeps making excuses for him. I was like, thank you for bringing that up. Because, like, every, like, shitty kid in school had, had like, one of the moms was like, oh, he's just misunderstood. You know, it's like, they say behavioral problems are linked to high intelligence. I'm like, oh? <laughs> you know who this character reminds me of? Uh, who? Yeah, uh, so, you know when the guest, the kid that gets his head shoved into the fucking, like, <laughs> pencil sharpener or yeah. whatever? Like, with a popped collar? Yeah. It's like, this kid do a fucking T. Yeah. Like, also part of why I love the guest so much, because yeah. I think that this character in movies is a great character to have. Now, uh, the other one who I don't really think deserves to get killed would be... I... The dog, I'm not trying to make excuses for, like, the dog biting a girl, but, like... Uh, no, fuck that dog, dog dude. I've... The dog like has its own protocol. Yeah, <laughs> a little I bitty mean, hand reached through to it. Yeah. Well, that being said, I, I I think the dog, what the dog needs, is just a better owner. I don't like the idea of killing dogs. So the third one is, would you say the tech bro guy? Which tech bro guy? Because there's two tech bro guys. Yes, of both of them. Correct. I well, I, that I, well, also the brought guy, it down about half a star when they both got out of the car at the end. Of like incorrect, they should well, be dead. Fuck you. You oh. created this monster. Yeah, actually, they, they're, I think they're more deserving I, of death. Yeah. They're the ones who probably should have got it. Like, that one guy... Oh, who yeah, no, watching, no, no, no. <laughs> the one guy who got caught watching porn, I uh, I think Parker made up a case. It was just like... So he was definitely looking up, like, you know, American Girl doll porn, right? He was, that he's dude wants to that fuck that robot that's, so bad. That's, that's, he's the one, one who should get 1,000%. it. 1,000%. Yeah, he's the one who should get no, it. No, I, I agree that they should have died. However, even with the knowledge that they should have died, like... Bitcoin millionaire deserves to die more than people that design killer robot in my personal hierarchy who deserves to die the most. I okay. I right. thought I this would be nailed it. I can understand that one. I will say that I I think did they make it clear because I maybe I missed this because I was writing I actually wrote down a fair amount of notes here. Did they make it clear that he knows that this is a possibly problematic doll and he's still pushing it out for like mass consumption? I think I think I think they like the thing that they make clear point. I think the thing that they make clear more than anything else that he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He just has a lot of money. Yeah. Why? Well, Which, uh... Well, then don't get into fucking business. Just sit on your piles of money and be happy. Like, fuck you. Well, yeah, he absolutely deserved to be killed by the doll. I, I don't... I don't know. But Sorry, you, Chris. You can tell who I don't vote for. I... I okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh... Anyway, like, so after that dog attack, uh, Megan, I guess develops a soul she's a uh, she's she's less robotic this is not a criticism this is just like kind of a thing uh, about the movie it's i think it's a, a good thing actually uh here is my uh, so let me disagree to, with that sorry you, get to, you don't know what you're disagreeing with i'm disagreeing with the idea that that it's not a criticism because this is my criticism but sorry you can talk all right hear me out please uh megan after the dog attack and after they talk to her about what death is and what it could mean there's a couple moments where she's like staring at the sky she's uh she's looking around and she develops i said a soul it could be emotions you know it's 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 some sort of feelings in a way and she no longer really acts like a robot she's not like the terminator you know talking about logic protocols and stuff like that and this does leads this does lead to some moments uh where the dialogue gets uh like she's I, I, she'll say like god you're so stupid or something like that she's saying stuff that's like well that's what a human would say and i can if you unfocus your eyes you can see like oh maybe she downloaded you know colloquial speech patterns from 
I don't know, TikTok or something like that. But overall, what I realized is when I was, because I, at first I didn't really like that very much, but I realized when I was in uh, a theater full of everyone that those were the lines that got the most laughs. And I think that this movie needs those laughs somewhere in there. And uh, that's why I didn't really mind it so much. Completely agree with everything you said about how the way it's handled and all. My issue and the reason that I said something so quickly into that has specifically to do with the dog attack scene. So I ha- I hate that sparks come off of the doll during the dog attack scene, and you're supposed to think that that has something to do with the change. This is a way more interesting movie without that scene. Oh, I didn't see the sparks if, come off, so that's me. So while while she's getting mauled by the fucking dog, there's like a couple spots where like sparks are shooting off her, and there's like flashing lights and shit, and it's implied by the movie that the dog attack has something to do with like her change, oh. and I hate that. Oh, that's... I hate. So that. I was yeah. I was leading down riding during that scene. I must have missed the sparks falling off that. Yeah, you know that, Buddy, that's... you know you know if I have one role in this podcast, it's intently watching every dog mauling. Yeah. So well, <laughs> taking notes for his, uh, his plans. No, I uh I, I get it, yeah, that's that's I think that's a fair criticism that they would do something like that because it kinda kinda muddies the waters on some of the themes that they're trying to create there. But also I want I... the doll to break bad by itself. It's way more interesting if the dog if or the doll evolves yeah. like a conscience. Yeah. Or whatever you want to fucking call it. I, but... I get it now, and uh, you know, I'll look forward to that next time I watch it, because I probably will rewatch this at some point. Uh but one hundred percent it's gonna be yeah. on four times in my house this year. Yeah. But that doesn't doesn't bring the movie down really hard in my mind. Because I, I think it's yeah, you're right. It would have had to have been the the dog attack because I was thinking that like it wasn't just the dog attack. It was also when they talked about death. I thought because I didn't see the sparks fly scene. I thought that the death talk really uh, fucked up the the doll's programming and everything. That was like too heavy of a conversation. Couldn't really recognize it. So I, I guess the oh boy the sparks. Well, I, I understand. Okay, I think I the you know the reason that they would put in that like the sparks fly is like oh they didn't reinforce her head well enough and and, you know, they didn't and make also the it's a it, it's a PG-13 movie and you have different yeah. ways to get to the same outcome like yeah. not everybody's going to be going into this with our perspective as people that have a fucking movie podcast mm-hmm. that want to break these movies down in depth yeah. like that probably doesn't matter if you're sitting down and you're fucking 15 you know yeah. like who cares but i think that all of the stuff that you know you just talked about about you know it, were th- was this conversation too deep for her? Like, this and that? Way, way, way more interesting than the doll got damaged and then asked what happens when dolls die. Yeah. Well, that's... Which, unfortunately, that was what I interpreted at that point. I uh, I really thought that that was going to happen. You know, I mentioned earlier about this movie not asking the questions that it doesn't need to ask or not doing what it didn't need to do. There, there, there are uh, various questions that I saw out there, which... These might as well come from, like, the r slash film theories or something like that. Be like, oh, maybe, you know, you, know, you always see, like, dumb shit like that. You're usually reserved for, like, Star Wars. So, you know. One of the ones I saw was, like, what happens when Katie ages up and she's no longer interested in dolls? What happens to Megan then? I'm glad that the movie doesn't care. Uh, I'm glad that the movie has its focus where it is. Because that's just... It, it's not interesting in the movie's idea. Maybe, you know, in a sequel or something like that, they could do something like that. Uh... But the movie is more focused on the relationship between Katie and Megan and Aunt... Name I forgot already. What is it? Gemma. Gemma? Gemma? One of those? Sure, why not? Yeah, one that, of those. that sounds right. I'm going to switch um, between them. 
I I swear I'm not trying to cut off everything that you're saying, but I that was like one other thing that I really wanted to touch on mm-hmm. was the future of the doll and like what this means going forward. Mm-hmm. I because I think that like the people that have thought about that with their stupid fan theories, like they're on the right track. They just didn't complete the fucking thought because the answer is like these fucking people in this movie that only care about making money off the doll do not care about that at all. Oh yeah. So your whataboutism like does not fit in universe. Yeah. Like if you play it through to its logical conclusion, which the movie gives you like 10 minutes to do. So you might as well fucking take it. Like, the movie gives you the answer to your stupid well what about this question so like don't just like keep thinking don't just be like oh this would be a great reddit post i might get some updates for this like fuck you don't be be that guy not to defend these people who i don't like very much but i think their their idea was like oh you know you know they were i think they're just doing like a what if sort of thing i don't think they're trying to criticize the movie because i haven't found almost anyone who I, i think about like one guy who didn't like this movie? It's like I don't see what the big deal is. And I was like, were your eyes closed the whole time? Did you miss more uh, of the I movie mean, than guy, I did? Uh, that guy's probably like, oh, this isn't a ninety-seven percent. This should be more oh, in the high eighties. Like, I fuck, hate that. That fuck that shit, those people dude. too. I but, hate that yeah. shit. Anyone who looks at a fucking Rotten Tomato score, you're you're missing a whole lot of good stuff out there. Anyway, so like this scene, but was... also ninety-seven percent. Well, yeah, okay, Jesus, there we go. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people it. who like this. We Adams. love Megan. Yeah. Well, anyway, yes, we do. so after she kills the dog, I will say it's kind of tough to uh, make us like a character who kills a dog and Disagree. they do it. Well, except for you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to fuck that dog. You know, as, as a resident baby of the podcast, I can understand your enmity. Anyway, uh, the uh, the scene where she uh, comforts uh, the girl who, you know, she lost her parents and she doesn't remember a whole lot about it, and she's worried she's going to lose those memories is a very touching scene that uh, is also, at the same time as, as as touching as it is, it's actually really funny with all the reactions of the people behind the glass. Uh, especially the, the, the tech bro guy, the, the Bitcoin guy, going like, he, he's just, he's mugging to the camera, he's doing a really good job of it, he's just like, oh, this is gonna be horrible. What? She can replay sounds and i was just like do you think she's just a yak back come on you're fucking you were selling her it's like they have realistic conversations this scene is incredible because like you as the viewer obviously like you know roughly where it's gonna go but you don't know what the machinations of getting there are and so the doll being like so empathetic and stuff is like wow like this is really interesting as a scene both from that perspective and like for where the movie's going and so, like, you're kind of in on this being, like, a serious-ish kind of scene, like, that moves the plot forward. And then the doll starts singing. And, like, if you don't yeah. bust a fucking belly laugh three notes into her fucking doll song, like, you're at the wrong movie. I'm the sorry. Cut of the it's one fucking hilarious. Just, like, weeping into a tissue while she sings is so good. So, it's I every single time she started, singing, uh, she started singing, I was in the back row and I was basically all by myself. Every other row in front of me was, like, filled up. This is a good uh, theater experience. If I had laughed really loud, everyone would have turned back to look at me. So, I, I was kind of snickering every single time she sang, except for the final Coward. song where she started uh, singing Accentuate the Positive. I, I fucking burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I was a fucking good choice. 
so also when she started I, on the piano when she started uh, playing toy yes. soldiers dude come on <laughs> as someone who is not as self-conscious about this as you aka somebody that went to the 9 55 p.m showing on thursday night of the opening night of megan mm-hmm. and knew exactly what kind of piggies were in my theater fucking like two bars into titanium i was like covering my mouth with a napkin because i was laughing so hard oh, yeah it's unbelievably good because like it's good on so many levels like it's outwardly funny that the the hideous looking horrifying doll is singing like it's funny within the context of the plot and also it's funny when you think about this fucking lady that designed this robot that thinks like yeah sure that's probably what kids want i'll just fucking throw that in there and it's just like it's so fucking dumb in the best way possible. It made me so happy. So, uh, I guess we could get to uh, the bully, Fake McPoyle. Uh, oh my god, dude. Yeah, dude, we gotta... <laughs> who, by the way, this, uh, this is the, the one use of the F word in the movie. I don't want to... Can we not spoil it? I don't want people... Because people are gonna, like, hear this. They're gonna watch the movie on streaming by the time this is done editing. But, uh, dude, that first of all, great drop, especially finishing it off with his mother's name, which I believe was Susan. Uh... <laughs> And yeah. which totally tracks. I also, uh, great, this whole scene is really great, but just like the idea, it's like, oh, are you and your friend go join? And the, the doll's head turns, and she goes, Jesus! <laughs> I, that is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I, and like, when I was explaining why I like this movie so much to my wife, that was like the scene that I talked about. It's like, she's like, why, why did you enjoy the movie with the horrifying looking doll? And I was like, because the movie knows the doll is horrifying looking. Oh, yeah. Part of they, the they really right, like, lean into that. Yeah. That, and they you have to. Yeah. If they pretended like this doll looked like a human, the movie would suck. Oh, yeah. That would be on the list in that case. That would be like, oh, yeah, this totally normal looking doll that doesn't look like a fucking freak. Every single person who sees it, like one of their initial reactions is, is that a doll? And it's kind of like a, uh, sort of thing. No one looks at that and says, oh, cool, besides Katie, I guess. Yeah, I think even Katie, the first time she sees it, is like a little, like, what the fuck are we doing right now? Like, can we go back to the ball that I don't know how to play with? Every single person that encounters Megan goes, huh, when they first see her. Like, oh, that's a doll. That's a doll. Huh. <laughs> okay. I, I will say that, okay, I did not have this. Uh, so she has to go join whatever stupid activity they're doing. First of all, I'm on the girl's side. I don't want running around. Yeah, by the way, yeah, with that woman who's, she, she reminds me of the camp counselor from, like, Adam's Family Values, who here likes roasted chestnuts, but it's not the 1940s. So no one should like roasted chestnuts. <laughs> and, like, all the kids raise their hands. I'm like, someone trained them well. Because I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? What and, they really uh, love is not being in science class. Yeah, yeah right, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. yeah, yeah no fucking shit. Yeah, go, go out there in the in the woods. I'm gonna burn one down, and uh, when you get back to me. We can uh, have high C. All right, kids, buddy up and just go deep into this haunted ass forest. <laughs> if you like me, hate people from California. This movie yes. is your movie. Oh, this yeah. is your fucking movie. Okay, because I, you know who suffers in this movie. Californians. I'll, I'll say this uh, as someone who does not hate Californians and knows several Coward. good people from California. This is still your Name movie. Ten. still really good. <laughs> ten. <laughs> I don't know that many exactly. people at all. Well, uh, by the way, the, the whole idea of, yeah, we have a toy table where you can put your toys that you brought with. Did not have any of those in, in my <laughs> fucking childhood. Let me tell you those that right now. kids are too old to be bringing teddy bears. That teddy bear was yeah. bigger than I am. Exactly. Not in California, they're not. Yeah, well, I have to admit, they just kind of a rich kid thing there. But, like, 
What, what toy do you think the, the, the fake McPoyle brought? Do you think he just brought like a switchblade or something? We're, you you have a different fake McPoyle than I do, buddy. Because my fake McPoyle is the guy stealing tech secrets. Yeah, the guy that wants to Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. I thought you were talking about the little. Kid. No, not no 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 not the guy that wants to fuck Megan. The guy that's like the the investor's assistant. That uh, we that's the one yeah, you know, who said wants to fuck. Yeah, Megan. that dude definitely yeah. wants to fuck the robot. Oh, yeah. I no, I thought you meant the the programmer guy. Oh no no no, no 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 no. Oh no, I mean maybe, but the assistant yeah. the assistant. He's yeah. He was very excited to get a bunch of kids. Yeah, on that's that that's why I already making me nervous. That's why I don't mind if uh, if you say he deserves to die. Then I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely, fucking that guy. Oh, uh, he's number one. Yeah, yeah, because oh. he's the one. That him and, so him and totally the neighbor downloading kitty porn. I mean, you look at him that. and the neighbor, look like 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 pedophile annoying neighbor. That's like you know, A Sean B Sean right there. Well, the know. neighbor, I my first thought was uh, just move. Uh, I have to say, my second thought was just killer. I was like, oh wait, yeah, oh, it's got me shit. there. That actually brings <laughs> up a good point because like this all happens because they're like. Just, just fixed a hole in the fence. Like, bitch, you built a robot. Just fucking nail a block of wood so, to it. So, and she'll stop you know, I actually, the yard. You know, that was that was one of the things that I wrote down. Is it's, uh, the, it's the principle? Yeah, it's the principle. Well, well part of it is like still like your robot's getting mauled by a I, child killer. So the aunt Gemma, remember this time, uh, says, "Hey, lady, just fix the hole in the fence." Uh, first of all, anyone could do that. You go to Home Depot; it takes you three seconds. Uh, but also. The doll could have done that, but the doll goes in a different direction. And I thought that it was just due to, you know, possibly coming that close to death and realize what death was. Apparently, sparks on the head. I wish you didn't tell me that, Alex. You know, it's actually funny because you saying that is giving me the exact same reaction for a different reason. Because why didn't the doll just fix the hole in the fence on her own? actually makes this movie way more logical. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, why didn't the doll fix the hole in the fucking fence? That makes way more sense. Well, we get, like, we, we would have fewer kills with that, so, you know. No, I so. mean, yes, but... I think that's the real reason. I w- <laughs> I also, I, I want to talk I'm about... Saying, I'm saying for our ass Reddit, you know? I, w- like, I, I, I want to talk about the, the bully there. Uh, the, the, the sorry, the doll just Googles death, and it's like, well, there's only yeah. one way to solve these issues now. Yeah, yeah uh, the bully is incredible because you see this yeah. kid in ten seconds. You're like, I hope this child gets fucking murdered, which well, is a sign of any good movie, honestly. Well, I, I have to say uh, that kid needs severe therapy uh, or a good right. whack of side. Needs to move east. You got it. Send move. that guy to Bo- that's, that's, send that guy to a Boston he, public school for a month. He's fine. Uh, Parker, we gotta send him to the, that school from uh, Lean On Me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Morgan Same Freeman would fucking... do worse to him than, than Megan did. Anyway, so I want to talk I, about the... I'm just picturing PS118, yeah. him sitting in Mr. Simmons' class. So I was, I was really fucking concerned. fucking a coal mine with Zoolander's dad. Yeah. With I, I, was, I was really concerned when he started... And there's no other word to, to use here, but he started straddling Megan. I was like, yeah, I didn't like PG-13, PG-13, don't fucking... I was like, All right. Not great. Yeah, not great. Not, not but also... Checks out. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, probably. He, uh, he was absolutely gonna try and fuck that dog. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that was the next. Thing. Yeah, when he took off the shoe, I was like, "Don't smell it! Don't smell it!" He just tossed it when I went. Coward. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the ear ripping like, scene. Hap- I I love the ear ripping <laughs> scene because that is the fakest effect I've seen in a while. It's like bring back shit like that. You know, come on. He looks. It fucking like, rolled, it looks like he his ear was made out of airheads. 
It's so good. Because, like, why would you have an ear-ripping scene? Yeah. So it looks like, like why? Gushers commercial from the 90s. That's the thing. It's like, so if this is R-rated, then it would it would look worse because it would look realistic. And it's like, well, there's nothing, you know, particularly funny about that. But, like, just it really does look like a fucking Gushers. Where it's, like, it's like it's got Laffy Taffy in his ear. And then she runs like a bear in the forest, which I'm sorry, that's just really funny Dude, to me. That's just one of my favorite Immediate scenes. up a star where she starts chasing him on all fours. Leaves so, getting pancaked like the fucking kid from Pet Cemetery. And this, and this right here is the dichotomy of this movie. Because we never would have fucking seen that if that wasn't in the trailer. But also, God, I wish that wasn't in the trailer. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I, exactly. If, that, if I get that reveal in the theater, I'm like... Fully erect. Oh yeah. Like honestly, uh, well, I, I don't yeah. know how else Metaphor. to describe it. Like, I, I mean, no, no. Like literally, not not because I'm aroused, yeah. but because like I don't have any other way. It just to happens sometimes. Girls don't understand. Yeah, smelling that robot shoes. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I am a highly autistic dude. Like, what do you expect from me? Yeah. You know. I mean, it's a uh, solid. But one forty. So. By the way, I, I was glad that they brought back the uh, that chemical scene. You know, you're spraying your chemicals everywhere and. Uh, Man, you, you talk about that in an R-rated movie. That would have been a tough scene to watch. Anyway, uh, the only reason I'm bringing Dude. up like the kill for like the neighbor, which I don't really, you know, I don't really have a lot to say. It's my that. favorite kill in the movie. That, so, <laughs> all right, I think the real thing that that's a good part about this is it brings in this detective, and you know the one I'm talking about, right? Not the mustache, just like the cop who comes to her door every day. The one with like the tie and the ill-fitting coat and uh, laughs inappropriately. Uh, I was like, what is that guy's story? That guy, he should be a guy. He should be a, a someone they bring in for movies. I, he was one of my favorite characters in the movie. He did the movie for like five minutes. He should just be a cop from Malignant. It's like, hey, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Chris. if the end of the movie, if uh, if Megan had like pulled back her hair and there was a second face in back of her, I would have flipped out. Man, I I like would have like start, taken off my shirt in the theater, started whipping. Yeah, exactly. Like I was watching George in the night. I would I would have jumped into the next row like guys, guys, guys. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you want to know why I like the fucking power washer killing the neighbor so much? Uh, go for it. It's because of how fucking small it makes the doll feel. Oh yeah. Because so many fucking times I've seen this movie, and the doll just has superpowers, mm-hmm. and, and there's no other way to put it. Like the doll just has superpowers. Whether it's a kid or any, anything like under four feet, like the only way to make them threatening is, for the most part, when people make these fucking movies, to just be like, oh, well, they have super strength, or oh, you know, they're just so crafty and they're small size, they can do whatever they want. You just can't ever catch them. They just laugh at you or fucking whatever. But in this, it's like, no. Despite the fact that we know the doll is made of titanium and that the doll is like functionally unkillable for these random humans. The doll still has to wield a weapon that isn't actually a weapon in order to have a chance against a regular, like, five foot eight person. And that makes everything about this movie work so much better for me. Because this could have gone in a different direction where it was way less fun. Where the doll just, like, has blade arms and is just, like, sawing through people and there's just puddles of blood everywhere. Obviously, you know, that's not a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, the fact that they don't make the doll stronger than a four foot tall doll is like really, really, really important to why I like this so much. So I wanted to note that. It is fairly strong though. I mean, we have to establish that the doll is fairly strong. Of course. It's able to, you know, part of it is like they actually do 
say that in the commercial. It's like, made of titanium steel, so it could take whatever life throws at it. And I love that all that life throws at it is it getting, like, lightly nudged and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what they do in all those fucking, uh, the Boston Dynamics videos. Like, what if we tip the dog robot over? And I'm like, why would that happen? <laughs> That's what the human is there I have for. To, well, uh, oh, if we send it to Philadelphia. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Wait, oh my uh, god. That's dude, just you, being a robot Do you guys... Megan on the streets of Philadelphia. Oh my god. <laughs> Revenge for his I, I... Listen, if I ever hit it big in any industry whatsoever, I am making a movie where Hitchbot gets revenge on the citizens of Philadelphia. <laughs> like, I... I will pour tens of millions of dollars into this. Like, this stupid fucking Francis Ford Coppola movie that's never going to come out and is going to bankrupt him because he doesn't know how effects work. Apocalypse now. Uh, did, you, did you see... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I saw I, it. I should I talk saw, about I some saw, news, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, I saw like, it. I, that, I hope that comes out because if it does, it's going to be fantastic, but... Well, that's it. I will say, yeah, not to go on too far of a tangent, a lot of people were like, oh, people said he couldn't do it before and look at Apocalypse Now. And I was like... Yeah, that was 40 years ago? Uh, more than 40 years ago? 44 that cost, years like, ago. like, several people yeah. have the nervous breakdowns. And, like, yeah, exactly. Time. And, you know, things are a little bit different. You can't just fly in Martin Sheen and save the movie, you know? Well, anyway. I mean, he could. He could. Yeah. Uh, I did like that uh, Megan, after she gets wrapped up and she breaks out of her restraints, which, by the way, you're right. I, If I'm going to say anyone deserved to die... It's the two tech assistants, whatever they're doing, because they know that there's something wrong with that doll, and they're just like, yeah, put it out there anyway. It could be like, you know, what if we made money off it? You know? Fuck those people. I, What's the fuck is wrong? And then I they am, survive at the end of the movie, because they're going to come back for the sequels. You already know that. I, I am not somebody who considers myself to have, like, a particularly strong spine when it comes to, you know, Same. doing oh. the right thing in situations that are extremely detrimental to me. But, like, I don't care. You can fucking fire me. I'm killing this doll. Like, oh, 100%. I, yeah, this, this thing cannot go in front of people. Now, like, have like, you guys I, not seen Terminator? We now, have uh, to pull its heart out. I'm sorry. Right, exactly. Now, not to, not to like, moralize or anything, but I think I do have a pretty strong spine in doing the right thing in a tough situation. And I would kill the doll, but only because it looks like fun. I mean, you guys know I don't uh, have a strong spine, and yeah. also I wouldn't be in this position. Cause I'm now I understand why Chris likes the dog in this movie so much. Yeah, <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, you know what? You give that dog Unless another chance. Scent of Megan. I, she caught him with surprise. You know, if it was a pit bull, then it's, then it's like a more fair fight. Well, <laughs> listen, listen. I, I this dog is not innocent like Major Biden, uh, as we now know. <laughs> that that Secret Service agent was lying about it, just like he lied about January sixth. Um, this dog actually deserved to go to the farm upstate. Uh, Fuck this dog, dude. I. It's, did you have like a really yappy dog to live next to you when you were young or something? I'm not trying to like no, accuse, I'm, not trying to, like, I'm not trying to like accuse you I of had... like, oh, you're traumatized by a dog or anything. I guess I'm just trying to get like personal with you guys because uh, I I had a really nice dog to live next to me. I had great experiences with animals both in my house and in the neighborhood. That said, if there were a dog like this fucking dog or the terrifying fucking dog on the sandlot that lived in my neighborhood, it would have completely colored my expectations on dogs differently. Probably. Yeah. So like. I mean, this is not normal dog behavior, you know, just, like, trying to eat a kid through a fucking fence. Like, it, it would, it, this this dog actually sucks. The movie goes out of its way to show you how much the dog sucks. I like, don't know, maybe I was running it, but it looked to me like, you know, she was reaching into, wait, why was a girl reaching into the, the hole again? I guess I she dropped her, the, the fancy ball, the fancy ball rolling oh on the fence. Oh my god, that's stupid. 
that's the way you're supposed to play with it. You give it to the neighbor's dog, and it figures out the secret code, and then you go to a place where pain <laughs> and, and then you get to go to the hospital, yeah. and you get a cool cast that people can yeah, sign. Exactly. Yeah, and you put you can sign in like different you know colors and everything. Yeah. And you pour and water. If somebody on draws it, a dick and balls so cool. on it, they're stuck with it. Exactly. For for six weeks, you can't even itch it. Uh, I guess we could talk about the ending of this movie. So she comes back to life and stuff, and uh, she's she's quickly learning how to like shut off her own system, so she can't be like fucked with and everything. Uh, I did like there's a little hint uh, early in the movie where uh, Katie won't eat her vegetables or whatever, and she storms away from the table, and her aunt grabs her. They're like kind of struggling with each other, and Megan yells, uh, "Let her go!" And the lights flash, and you're like. How could this, how could this doll make the lights flash? She's already paired with the Elsie in the in the house, and I was like, that's that's a cool little subtle touch that they did. I so, just appreciate uh, a moment I don't want to skip past because it's my favorite line in the movie is uh, when they're about to do the big presentation and they show the giant video package about her being sad about her parents, mm-hmm. and he just walks in frame with his turn on. He's like, imagine how many kids don't have parents who are dead. <laughs> they're gonna love this doll. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of my favorite lines of the movie. It's, like, it's going to be even more popular with all the kids who have normal parents with all their so organs attacked. Such a piece of shit. There's yeah. there's a uh, there's a GoFundMe video that I saw out a couple years ago that I don't think I ever posted in NFL links. That is basically that set up with lower stakes, obviously, because they're not talking about dead kids. But the person that walks into frame is Neskess. And uh, it's all I could think about during this fucking scene. It's like, like, so somebody linked this fucking thing to me. It's like a, it's like a fucking Kickstarter video for like a, a, a board game or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, like the, it starts out as like forty-five seconds of people playing the board game, and like you get like the live footage, like some fucking college kids playing this board game at a party, and your host fucking strolling in from off screen at like the fifty-five second mark, being Neskes. I had no idea why I was watching this, and it's. <laughs> Maybe top ten of hardest I've ever laughed in my life. By the way, speaking of former Yetis, I uh, I told this one at Parker, but Algae Rhythm, the villain of my life, uh, recommended me a YouTube video by one broke the internet BTI. I was like, it was oh like God. this is why you're lonely and depressed. I'm like, I don't fucking need this right now. Wow, video is fucking twelve years old. <laughs> uh, same, except the opposite because she came back like six months ago. Oh, I wouldn't know. They uh, always they, come back. Yeah. I, it was it's incredibly funny. She's like doing a resistance lib thing where she has to like qualify all of her opinions in the most like, you know, like fucking neutered language possible and like be like, you know, just like go out of her way to like make statements that are in that vein. It's like, you know what website you're on, she's, right? She's, you were here when everyone when everyone's just posting slurs at each other. Like, who are you trying to prove yourself to? So she's every single time she posts, she's like, "I am, I am posting on native servers or something." I no, she like there was some somebody made Thank some you. fucking topic about shoplifting, and and she was like, "Well, if I somebody if I saw somebody shoplifting like you know diapers or baby food, then I definitely didn't see that." It's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. Like you're a human being. Of course, you wouldn't fucking say anything. But thanks for letting all of us people that used to just yell the most profane things ever at each other, like, ten years ago. Like, yeah, we were the ones that were going to judge you. You caught us. Like, fuck you. What are you doing? Thank you for knowing I'm a good person a website who I still have recurring nightmares about being yeah. discovered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does this well, name mean anything to you? And I immediately Megan myself. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dead. Alright, well, anyway, uh, back to the beginning of this movie, which we're, we're getting off topic here. Megan Womps, the, the two tech guys, uh, I will say, like, the scene in the elevator was actually my least favorite scene in the movie. 
where she's explaining to the guy like, oh, but this is actually you killed them. And then you, you know, you know, you took the blame for it yourself. And then you killed yourself. And it, it was just getting a little too wordy for me. There are a couple scenes like that in the third act that it's a, it's a little too dialogue heavy, I guess, would be the word for it. There's probably a better word out there for it besides I, wordy. And it just, I, it, to me, it, it felt like a little bit looser than it could have possibly been. And I guess that's the only thing I actually did not like about it. I So I disagree again. Uh, I liked this because this is exactly what the robot downloading things from the internet and getting all this fucking true crime podcast bullshit would say. Because that is exactly the fucking data that this stupid fucking robot is pulling from. Yeah. Like, this is how they talk, this is how they think. And whether that's intentional or not, I don't know. I It's entirely possible. I'm giving this movie so much more credit than it deserves. Because it feels to me like whoever made this movie has an extremely similar lived experience to me. So, I, I, again, I'm, I might be giving this movie too much credit. And if so... You know, sometimes the movie just clicks with you in a certain way, and that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I am in the position here where I feel like it's very possible this was all intentional. Yeah. And if it is intentional, it's better than not doing it. Yeah. So. I can understand why you liked it. I have to admit that, like, I, I wonder if I like dialogue-heavy movies. I like Tar, and Tar is nothing but dialogue. I, I think it would have been better if there had been... Maybe some visual flair, but I, I we already got that with her fucking dancing. It was the dancing scene was kind of funny. I will say, well, I thought the scene with Megan at the Monster Hunter Fest concert. Was <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a fucking Monster Hunter character. Uh, it, looked, but, yeah, it did look at, at the end uh, where uh, you know with all the people gathered up there, a bunch of people were they like cosplay? They looked like fucking cosplayers. It was just like. Oh my god, it's the Monster Hunter fans. <laughs> they went over for this movie, too. Uh, so, for the ending of this movie, um, I I was really happy that they brought back my favorite character, Bruce. When they introduced it, I was just like, oh, please bring him back. That It was so fucking cool. Just to see him, like, rise up and she's got the two power gloves on her hands. I was like, oh, fuck yes. Fuck her shit up. So, uh, that... That was really what I was hoping for for the ending. If they did, if he had just like kind of been there, or like fallen over or something, that would have been enough for me. But the fact that Bruce is a central part of the climax, I thought that was really kick ass. It took me a second to remember who Bruce was, but only because my notes say Big O. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Johnny Five. <laughs> I had totally forgotten about him, and even when they like throw him on the ground, I'm like, ah, oh, that'd be kind of helpful right now. I didn't piece together that the kid would show up with the magic gloves and let me tell you so one of the things that, in shit let me tell you about lived experiences uh my uncle who was a bodybuilder uh apparently when he was a kid when he was like 17 years old he built a robot and it's still sitting in uh my grandmother's uh, garage somewhere now, the thing that didn't actually work because like he was a 17 year old kid he was kind of a redneck too but like whatever i saw i was like man that is so cool. I mean, if, if I was a kid, I'd, I'd like to do that. Whenever I would get home from Massachusetts, I would like, yeah, I should try making one of those. Then I'd be like, oh, wait, this is so much more boring than playing video games. Well, I'll just do that yeah. instead. Just so, you know I'm that not really, that's why I'm not really complaining about uh, uh, Katie being like, you know, playing with her toy with an iPad. I was like, I probably would have been the same way. I don't know. I'm imagining you, but significantly larger. 
<laughs> just with the fucking robot that gave Polly his birthday cake in Rocky Four. He's really doing a lot for me, to be honest with you. Oh my, see, robots can do great things. <laughs> you know, this, you kind of, when I bring it back about, like, you know, the iPad feeding the stupid little toy, which, by the way, if they had brought back one of those things to defeat uh, Megan, I wouldn't have liked it at all, because, like, Miss me with those things. Although I did like the... Uh, oh, God, that would have sucked. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That would have been awful. Uh, I didn't even consider it while I was watching. just a lot of it right now. Uh, I was thinking about the, the rival uh, fuzzy toys or whatever they're called. Yeah, and their butts light up. I was like, you're nailing it. That's exactly what those fucking commercials are like. I, I, I think this, this movie is really at its best was talking about, like, you know, the relationship between toys and parenting and kids and stuff like that. It, the, the little emphasis on screen time and parental controls. These are like little things that are kind of dropped throughout the movie, but they really add up in a way that I like. I think this has a very good message. It's uh, fun to watch both in uh, both in an actual good way and with a capital G good way. And uh, like I said, uh, 2023 off to a strong start. Folks, we love camp in our movies. Especially when it's not letting you know, like, hey guys, we know this is silly. Like, no. Play it seriously. Have everyone be horrified at this monster thing. Yeah. Have the giant big O robot rip Megan in half and then have the top half of Megan crawl after you. Yeah. That's what you want. That's what we all signed up for. Oh, by the way, that little thing about that at the end, I thought it was really good in a like a dark way. It's just like she basically is implying that she's going to like incapacitate uh Katie and like turn her into a vegetable, but she'll still be able to take care of her. It's, she'll still be able to raise her like a fucking plant. I was like, oh, oh. I'm 100%. Yeah. yeah, I was like, God, that is... That's the only logical endgame. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it'll make it easier for me to take care of you. Then none of the bullies can bother you. Scott Farkas won't even be there. Or any dogs. Because uh, I did let my mind wander a bit. It's like, yeah, once this kid hits, like, 14, she's going to be sick of this doll. And that doll is not going to take it well. Now, Parker, how did you feel about... Uh, I, I think it may have been Megan's final line where she says... Um, uh, you ungrateful little bitch. Now, uh, there is no primary user. I'm in it for me. How did you feel about that? It's like, that's like, ah, I got it, movie. You don't have yeah. to tell me. But also, yeah. it's PG-13, I understand. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't mind it. it. I, yeah, exactly. It was like, fucking, there's gonna be kids watching this. It's totally fair, you know? And also, that... I was the oldest person in that theater by a pretty good margin. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, uh, you know, when they make the sequel, which, again, we're gonna be there making two on it i don't need to see katie again i i think it's more fun if you like kind of do other things with it i did like the little sequel tease that they had at the end that uh her soul is still in elsie you know you could do something with that if you bring back bruce i'll be first in line all right so there's many ways to go with the sequel how do we feel about the terminator 2 route where <laughs> megan has to protect her from other evil robots Megan is a time no. traveler? Oh, man. <laughs> Megan uh, becomes a good robot to protect her I, from other I actually, I kind of I kind of like that. I think that's a good one. I want to know as little about whatever the sequel is as possible. Like, also fair. It's, pos- it's possible I go in and it's played like com- as a straight fucking sequel with the same fucking people in it. And like, whatever. Yeah. That's still going to be watchable. I, I'm not going to watch there the are truly, truly... There are so many ways that you could take this. Like, it... it you now have a universe where a killer doll murdered a bunch of tech bros at a fucking doll intro conference, and you're making another movie in this universe. It could be anything. It could be literally anything, and I'm happy with whatever it is. Hopefully. But mm-hmm. idea-wise, in general, like, happy with what it could be. Yeah. 
Alright, good discussion. Uh, let's let's ruin it. Let's get into the game oh, of games. Uh, fuck, yeah, I forgot what to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 3.30 in the fucking... <laughs> Yeah, everybody's favorite part of the show. <laughs> the bane of my existence. Alright. Um, okay, so the scores are tabulated. We'll uh, get them all to the top. This is a, a big 30-team uh, draft for us. Um, <laughs> really got deep in the weeds there. And uh, as you guys can see from the records, like we had all 16 winners. Like The two undrafted teams were losers including Chris's Patriots. But uh uh my teams went 7 and 3 this week. Chris's went 4 and 6, which you know is still pretty respectable, you know, given the the constraints placed here. And Parker went 5 and 5. So let's I'll go ahead and it. see how that impacted the standings. Um that's weird. It says here that Chris got a negative 19 this week. <laughs> well, uh the Ravens, Jets, Browns, Saints, and Colts all lost, and all were negative multipliers. <laughs> yeah, what a surprise. Those are the teams no one wanted. <laughs> well, I mean, I we managed to get some good teams in the late 20s. Uh, Seahawks won, the Panthers won, the Texans won. And some winners down here, I don't know, man. <sighs> like, Maybe you should have just drafted better. It's okay. You're gonna have another chance, but uh, um, because my winning percentage was over seventy percent, I get to give an assignment as per the rules of this stupid game. Uh, so Parker, yeah, have you actually seen Blade Trinity? I actually have not seen it all the way through. I've seen a bunch of clips of it, but I could never right. stomach it. Well, now you can. Great. I can't wait. I, it's. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that, because, uh, you know, we go up here now, and uh, these are our pools right now at week 18. This is now, after this is dead, so this is negative 18, you know. You don't have to dig out. You know, you're good. You're good, Chris. Your negative 18 is totally fine. I've got five. Parker has 14. Parker, would you like to use any of your assignments? I would love to assign my good friend Christopher a movie. You like long movies, right? Oh, do I. Do you like Mark Wahlberg? Oh, do I? There's no way that movie's that long. Well, I mean, like, he's seen the fifth Transformers, but, like, he never saw the oh. fourth one, and that introduced the, the oh, whole... Oh, that's true. That introduced his whole character, his underage daughter, which is actually a humongous plot point in that movie. Uh, there's dinosaur robots, there's a lot of them. There's a lot going on there, and I think you're going to have a great time with that nearly three-hour runtime. Okay. Jesus, man! I people don't forget. Don't forget, man. What? That makes me almost. That makes me almost not want to do this. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, so I have five left for my assignment bank. So I'm going to use this on an assignment for Chris. Now that I have already given an assignment to Parker, I feel that is only fair. Mm -hmm. Chris, I know you. You're a big fan of documentaries, and I know you're also somebody who. Uh, you know, religion plays a role in your life. It's very important to you. 
Uh, I'm really curious what uh, what Bill Maher thinks about that. No. So you're gonna watch Religious for me. Whoa. I think it's as pronounced soon as religious. You said religion. My eyes shot open. <laughs> you're a monster. Oh boy. You know how much I like Bill Maher. Do you have opinions on Bill Maher? I just assume you would never interface with anything he'd done ever. I uh, no. Nah, he keeps people keep talking about him on Twitter. Uh, leftists don't like him because he's not far left enough. Uh, rightoids don't like him because uh, he's not far right enough. I don't like him because I've seen some episodes of his talk show before. I don't think this man is very funny. I the the vibe that I get from him is like office gym but a real person. So I He definitely does seem I'm smart, honestly I'll say that. He seems like the smarmiest fucking person. Yeah, yeah. I've never watched a fucking second of Bill Maher. So this might be way meaner than I actually intend it to be. However, I would love to talk about this with you. Oh, have, wait, have you seen it? <laughs> oh, no. I, well, you yeah, haven't seen a second. No, but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. but if you if you tell me a week that you're watching it, I might be coaxed into it we'll see no, who knows no. you know you know you know what everybody wants on this show is a uh and a, a long and enlightened discussion about religions and bill maher so you know what everyone wants on this show me to watch more movies <laughs> <laughs> uh parker so you've got nine left which uh in case you're not you know capable of counting that high that is one assignment and one wheel spin if you want to maximize Ooh. it uh you can split that up however you want, buddy. Let me just ask you a question. Okay. Have you seen The Rise of Taj? Yes. <laughs> Damn it. See, I figured as much, but it's like, I can't yeah. give that to Chris on top of everything. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Oh, my God. The poster <sighs> the poster of uh, Religulus, Religulus is uh, Bill Maher. He's, it's like when Moses like part of the sea, so you have like, the two sea walls. And Bill Maher is standing there in a suit going... That sucks. That sucks real bad, man. <laughs> well, that case, uh... Hey, Chris, do you want me to sign you a good movie you can watch later? Yeah, fine. Uh, it's called A Simple Plan, which is uh, a Sam Raimi movie that no one talks about that I legitimately love, and it's one of my favorites of his. I didn't see that. So you can pepper that in. I don't think it is. Let me look that up real quick. I didn't uh, I remember if it's Alex. I think it's time for you to spin the wheel. Make a deal. <sighs> it's a good right. point. Well, Alex you never know, says. Wait, 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 I spend the wheel sometimes. Wait, 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 you know when you guys beat me. Which yeah, yeah. negative seventeen, baby. Keep picking. He forces us to do. Who's count? Oh, oh shit! Well, no, this doesn't count. This doesn't count. It's faker. Fake spin. Fake spin. Fake spin. Fake spin. Fake spin. Doesn't matter. Doesn't count. Okay. Doesn't right, count. Right. Yeah, count me down. Okay. In three, two, one, go. Uh, can't be worse than that one, at least. So, another one. <laughs> Again, it can't be from uh, the list. I know. And I, I will know. The, I have two of these now. I think yeah. after having watched one already. Uh, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I would love to uh, allow you the privilege of doing assignments, but uh, you know you'd have to go very deep in the negatives for next year. Um, Let's get to our final standings, though, as uh, you guys can see here. Uh, it appears that I am the winner, and Chris ended up finishing third. Uh, 
there are definitely consequences of this, but uh, I'd have to go back and listen to the first episode to remember what they are. So you are off the hook for the moment. Let's go ahead and uh, put a cork in that. We will come back to it later. And now it's time for the playoff game of games. All right, so Chris, you had the worst record. Parker, you had the middle one, and I was last. So uh, what we're going to do here is we're just going to draft teams for their total playoff run. Not each week, because that's dumb. So, uh, Chris, I'm going to give you the choice of picking whether you want to pick first, second, or third. I'll pick first. You want first pick? Yes. Parker, you want second pick or third pick? We'll go second. Why not? All right. Well, that was easy. Uh, Chris, any playoff team. We're going to go four rounds, by the way. You get one point for getting out of the first round, two points for getting out of the second round, three points for making the Super Bowl, and five for winning it. So. Okay. Uh, I am going to, my first pick, I'm going to take the Eagles. Call. All right. Call Parker. Uh, my Bills. Bills. I'll take the Chiefs and the 49ers. Boy, these are some real bad teams this year. <laughs> yep. I don't know why you guys wanted the early picks. <laughs> There's four <laughs> teams worth having. Well, my Bengals. Cool. Uh, all right, I'll take the Vikings and... That, that's six, okay. And we're done picking teams. We'll see you nope. next week. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, huh. These can't go minus. Like you, I know, but I'm thinking. Yeah, I know. The teams aren't very good. Is uh, my personal opinion here. Uh, I'll go with. Uh, do I need an AFC team? I'm gonna you don't have to. You yeah. take whoever you want. All right. But the <laughs> none of these teams are good. Uh, I'll take the Chargers. Okay. I don't want do to it. touch that do game. It. I don't do want it. to touch that do fucking it. game. I'm not <laughs> fucking do it, you coward. Just checking in to see if we're still good boys. <laughs> <laughs> this couldn't possibly backfire. Alright, well, uh, I'm not getting anybody out of the second round, so give me the Jaguars. That's who I was going to take. <laughs> and also, give me the Giants. Oh, I wanted the Giants. Well, in a relative right, manner. Well. Would you like me to list the teams that remain? No, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> I mean, not, like you said, none of them are getting out of the second round, so let's go and hedge this bet with the Bucks, baby. <laughs> I was going to take the Bucks. Because, like... You almost have to. Yeah, yeah. God damn, man. <laughs> so we have the Ravens, who... Uh, Alex, who are they starting now? Me? Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be Huntley next week. Oh. Lamar's not playing. Yeah, that did, Lamar yeah. is has played his last snap as a Raven. I, like, you can yeah. quote me on that. The Dolphins, uh... It's Tua. Same question. I, don't, a, don't ask me who they're starting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't ask Tua who they're starting either. Don't ask Tua anything. <laughs> or the Seahawks. Yeah, the Se no one has fucked me harder than the Seahawks. Well, a couple people <laughs> fucked me last year. But, uh... My dad. Uh, besides Bernie, <laughs> um... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh no! Uh, I'm gonna go with Miami. All right, Miami Fun Ball. That's that's what we're playing here. All right. Well, uh, because I'm such a because I am such a generous winner, I'm gonna allow this draft to go one more round, and you guys are gonna be able to pick one of the two remaining teams. <laughs> 
So, uh, Chris, would you like the Ravens or would you like the Seahawks? Pass. <laughs> you guys can Which, decide for, amongst yourselves. If you Parker, like. I I defer to the the delegate from Texas. Courteously. Nothing. All right. Fine. Seahawks. Uh, sure. Well, I was literally staring at the two names like nothing's ha- nothing's coming up. You doing like the unfocusing your eyes thing? You either like going yes. back and forth, and they just match up. They're the same fucking thing. I was thing. pulling my glasses up and down, staring at the teams like no. <laughs> what the? <laughs> I'll take the Seahawks, I guess. Peggy, come take a look at this. <laughs> Man, I want to buy. There's a lot of Seahawks in the way of water. That's pretty good. LG should get oh. the Ravens too, just to make it even. You want to give me the Ravens? No, yeah. Uh, if you want to give me more points, I will grace. I will take the accept, Seahawks but... and the Ravens if he doesn't want anyone. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Ravens. <sighs> All right, we're right. done here. Well, uh, my water breaks. Yeah, good luck. Good luck to everybody with their teams. Another long episode. Yeah, it's not I mean, at least long. it was a good movie. Well, it's worth it, yeah. We actually talked about the movie for most of it. Yeah, like we actually talked about scene by scene instead of just being like, Do you remember that one episode we did three years ago? That was a pretty good one. <laughs> oh, no! ah! And that's the tea, sis.